Autism now affects 1 in 88 children, in which 1 in 54 are boys, and the prevalence figures are growing daily. Autism is the fastest growing serious developmental condition in the United States that costs a family $60,000 a year on average, while the cause receives less than 5% of the research funding of many less prevalent childhood diseases. As to date, there is no medical detection or cure for autism. Help us at the Jayzo Modcast Network change that as April is National Autism Awareness Month. We ask all of you to join us this month in honoring the boys and girls who live with this condition each and every day of their lives in donating to a charity centered around researching and possibly finding a cure. Any amount is welcomed because chances are you personally know someone directly affected with autism. Let's come together and make a change. Did you know that this podcast is a part of the Jayzo Modcast Podcast Network? Chances are, if you enjoy this show, you'll find other great podcasts on the network, too. The Jayzo Modcast Network offers you a choice of shows seven days a week, starting with Monday. Join Rebecca C. Lofgren, Aaron Illick, and David K. Montoya in Seeing Red. The trio dive deep down the rabbit hole each week with a combination of geek and weird news. Then on Tuesdays, join the boys from the Great White North, Mike Lutz, Rob Bellamy, and Jason Beckard in the movie Madhouse as they bring you everything Hollywood and more. On Wednesdays, Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Expose Cafe, where he crosses the line of limits as he gives us news that is unforgettable and personal views that you'll definitely remember as well. Spend Thursdays with Jim Bennett and Nick McKelvey as they join forces in American Fat Ass Podcast to talk about various topics from news, sports, to their personal lives, all the while with a humorous slant in an unapologetic fashion. Fridays, Rob Bellamy is joined with Mike Lutz as they jump in the Wayback Machine to explore the archives of the JZO Modcast to give you three hours of audio entertainment in Flashback Fridays. Saturdays, join JZO Modcast founder David K. Montoya as he explores the world for a single of Who's the Boss? Then Sundays, finish the week with What We Think with hosts S. Sadie Burbank and David K. Montoya as they tell us exactly what they think about pop culture, celebrities, and the world at large with a ton of vulgarity mixed in for good measure. The JZO Modcast Podcast Network. We've got what you want seven days a week for free. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher, or like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And don't forget to check us out at jazelmon.com slash jazelmodcast. And now, enjoy this free Modcast show. Back Friday. My name's Rob. I'm Mike. And we are here taking over for Dave. Well, filling in. We're like the pinch hitters. The pitch hitters? Yeah. 
But see, I thought we were filling it. I thought I was just doing a couple episodes. Oh, well, you know, it all depends on how things work out. Apparently oh, by the way, if, if you do uh, recognize our voices, we're from the movie Madhouse. That's right. So. Yeah, I guess I should have thrown that in. Yeah. They said, <laughs> let, let the people know. Okay. Ah. Well, that was fun. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> No, we're here for Flashback Fridays, where we throw up a couple old shows so you get to listen to them. Oh, this is great. <laughs> Let's see. What will our first show be? Um, I don't know. Let's go back in the Wayback Machine. Yes, folks. <laughs> you a- will be getting sound effects. <laughs> that's the extent of our special effects. Yeah, right yeah there. that's about it. Unless we can figure out how to get a bottle of whiskey in the studio. Ooh. Wait a second. Now I have a whole new goal. <laughs> Forget the shows. No. Okay, no. Our first one is from Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Exposé Cafe, number 21. Number 21. That is the... Uh, the uh, Bucket of Blood episode. That's right. Yes. Yeah. Talks about that Roger Corman movie and uh, then goes a little bit random at the end. Well, what's the synopsis say there? Uh, it says here, Reaper Rick comes at you this week with an oldie but a goodie flick from 1959, directed by Roger Corman and starring Dick Miller, Barbara Morris, and Anthony Carbone, called A Bucket of Blood. After which, Rick gets into the mating rituals of birds and then questions the populace at large, is there anyone left who knows what a hand signal is? Well, I said... I would have to hazard a guess that nobody really knows what a hand signal is anymore, except maybe motorcycle riders. Yep. Or four-year-olds on their bike. That's true. Somebody that has that knowledge that's fresh in the brain or relies on it to stay alive on a daily basis. Exactly. You have to be so young that you're ingrained with doing wrong will get you killed. That's right. Yep. Or be on a motorcycle. Well, they said even the people in automobiles tend to forget to use their turn signals Constantly. There's turn signals in cars? Believe it or not, that little stick beside the steering wheel. I thought that was for a windshield wiper. No. No. Oh, man. Well, he said, I hope hope everybody uh, gets a little uh, education from Rick about the the hand signals. He said, and it, it is a dying art, but it needs to come back. Absolutely. Just for everybody's safety. Yeah, because, well, I never do it either. Well, see, there you go. You could you could probably stand to... Uh, I'm going to have to sit and listen to this. Yes, you are. Yes. Oh, so why don't we do that right now? So enjoy the show, and we'll be back in a little bit. Welcome back, everyone. This is Reaper Rick coming to you from beautiful downtown Southern California. Well, that's not quite accurate. Southern California is a little too large to have its own downtown. I'm in Southern California, Orange County, to be exact. You know, I lived down here for over 20 years, but I've been gone for about 22. It's good to be back, although I had some trouble along the way, but I'm not going to talk about my own problems tonight. We we did enough of that uh, last episode. I will say that I uh, did take Rusty on that two-hour two-hour drive out to the desert, and uh, 
My uh, friend Dave and his wife Lacey were kind enough to take the little guy in for a while, at least until I could get things situated properly my own life here. So I want to thank both of them, of course, and their two children and their dog, Cody. So I hope everyone is getting along well. Anyway, tonight I'd like to get back to something that I said I was going to do several weeks ago, but drama and trauma changed my plans a little bit. Um, I'm going to start off with a uh, movie review. This is uh, not a current movie, however. It's from 1959, actually, and it's called A Bucket of Blood. Now, I'm not really sure why it's called A Bucket of Blood, because there's a, hardly a trace of blood in the whole movie. But I'm sure that that was a uh, catchier title then. Well, whatever else they might have thought up. So anyway, we have A Bucket of Blood from 1959. Uh, this was uh, directed by Roger Corman. <clears throat> Excuse me. And while it starred no one who is really famous, almost all of the people in the movie, uh, the main characters at least, went on to become character actors in the uh, 60s and 70s. So while you may not recognize all of their names, I'm sure you would recognize their faces. Uh, the star of the movie is Dick Miller. Uh, this is his only lead role, but he was in many pictures after this. Uh, as well as Barbora Morris, Anthony Carbone, or Carbone, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, Ed Nelson, and John Brinkley. And all of these guys went on to star in... Uh, other movies, especially westerns, although Anthony Carbone was in uh, several American international pictures with Roger Corman later on. <clears throat> so this movie, Dick Miller plays a guy named Walter Paisley. Now, Walter is a slightly developmentally disabled adult. He's a busboy in a coffee shop or a coffee house. Uh, back in the 50s, the uh, coffee houses were basically where beatniks hung out. Beatniks, remember them? We may not, but <coughs> excuse me, they were the uh, forerunners of the hippies, you know, from the 60s and 70s. These were people who uh, pretty much tuned out. You know, they thought that uh, government was oppressing them. And uh, much like uh, 
hippies did in later decades. Beatniks also uh, smoked pot, you know, used other drugs, things like that. Uh, anyone who used to watch or has seen the many loves of Dobie Gillis uh, from the 50s, uh, Dobie's friend, Maynard G. Krebs, was a beatnik. And uh, Maynard G. Krebs was played by Bob Denver, who went on to star in Gilligan's Island later on. So, even beatniks grow up and need a job, eventually. But anyway, so Walter Paisley is the busboy at this coffee shop called The Yellow Door. Uh, it's in movies in black and white, however, so we never actually if the door is really yellow or not but that's that was the name of the place <clears throat> now within the yellow door you have uh, artists and uh, you know people who want to change society but are too bored or lazy to do anything about it except complain so you have uh, poets get up and give long, drawn-out, ridiculous poems about how life is so terrible. But, um, also, within the, uh, the confines are a couple of uh, narcotics officers, narcs, you know, who are trying to bust uh, the people who are dealing drugs to everyone else. And there are uh, paintings and sculpture and shit around because, uh, you know, art is good. So, Walter is, uh, well, he wants to fit in, you know. He thinks that all of these really intelligent poets and artists and everything are just, you know, like the best possible people. And he wants to be thought of as cool and uh, as an artist. So when uh, customers make fun of him, and many of them do, uh, he uh, explains to them that he's working on a project that will uh, show them that he is just as talented as they are. But you know, no one knows what it is, and he won't tell them because he doesn't actually have anything going on in his life at all. <clears throat> so there's one young lady in the, in the coffee shop that is nice to him, and she's a pretty young girl, and so of course he's infatuated with her, and she likes him as a friend, but certainly not as a lover. But he doesn't understand the discrimination between the two, so he has a crush on her. And after work, he, he goes home and uh, he has a 20-pound block of clay delivered to his house, and he's going to attempt a beautiful sculpture of his lady love 
So he has a picture of her on the table and he takes out this clay and he's mushing it around and rolling it around and trying to form something that looks like a mutated Mr. Potato Head. And uh, he realizes that, <clears throat> well, damn, he doesn't have any talent. So he gets rather upset and uh, starts throwing a, a fit. Well, meanwhile, his landlady's cat, Frankie, has disappeared. And he hears the cat uh, meowing. It turns out the cat is trapped in the wall of his apartment. So the cat is caterwauling. Oh, caterwauling in the wall. Hmm. Wonder if that's where that word came from. No, I doubt it. But the cat is crying and caterwauling, and that just pisses off Walter even more. So he's telling the cat to shut up, and he's throwing things at the wall, and that just makes the cat more freaked out, of course. So Walter picks up a steak knife off the table and runs over and plunges it blindly into the wall. Well, the cat shrieks and then is silent. And suddenly Walter is afraid that he may have somehow accidentally killed the cat. Well, the next scene, <clears throat> there's a big hole in the wall, and he has the cat in his hands. Well, the cat is stiff, even though he just killed it a few minutes ago, and he's still got the knife stuck into his side. Don't explain how they, he got the cat out of the wall with the knife still in him. But anyway, that's just a minor problem for this movie. So he puts the cat down on the table and he's all upset now. You know, he killed the cat. He doesn't know what he's going to tell his landlady. And he's, you know, apologizing to the cat and everything. And he's wringing his hands and rubbing his face. And what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And, and he sees this big ball of clay sitting on the table and you can tell by the look on his face that he has come up with some ingenious if not bizarre plan so the next scene <coughs> excuse me is the next day <coughs> damn excuse me at the green door whoops yellow door sorry green doors down the street I think but anyway he comes to work and he's got this thing in his arms that's covered up with a, a cloth and he wants to show his boss his latest sculpture so he takes the cloth off and, and here's the cat with the knife still stuck into him now covered with clay so it kind of looks like a sculpture of a dead cat and not surprisingly that's what he calls a sculpture a dead cat <clears throat> now his boss who is uh, Anthony Carbone thinks it's pretty horrible because it's 
you know, a dead cat. But other people see it and they think it's just, you know, amazing because it's so lifelike and yet so hideous. And they immediately begin to uh, fawn all over Walter and, and tell him that he's, you know, a genius and everything. And, and of course, he, he just, you know, loves all the attention until people start asking him what he's working on next. And that, you know, throws him for a loop because obviously he doesn't have anything to work on next. But he tells them, of course, that he'll have something, you know, even better than the dead cat soon. He just has to, you know, finish working on it. So, in the meantime, he's wondering, well, now what the fuck am I going to do? These people expect me to come up with some other goddamn crazy thing to do, and I haven't got shit. So, now this is where I can't quite remember the sequence of events. I know that both of these things happen, I just don't remember exactly what order they happened in. This movie is available on YouTube, though, because I checked it out. It is there. So you can watch it to find out if I'm right or wrong. But in the meantime, I think this is where he he's walking home after work and he's all depressed because he needs another fantastic-looking sculpture and he has nothing to offer. So he's walking home all despondent because he has nothing to show his admiring fans on the morrow. Anyway, he's walking by this uh, lumberyard or something where in the middle of the goddamn night this guy is uh, cutting wood on a big table saw and uh, Walter wanders in to watch him being a curious sort of fellow and the guy kind of gets pissed off at him, tells him to take a hike, get the hell out of here, whatever. And Walter gets mad because, well, he's a semi-famous artist now and he shouldn't be talked to in that fashion. So there's a bit of a struggle and Walter pushes the guy's head down onto the table saw. And you hear a scream. And the next day, Walter shows up at work with another package wrapped up in cloth. And when he opens the package or takes the cover off of it or something, he has himself a new sculpture. A bust or head of a man who is apparently screaming in fear and his boss thinks it's hideous because it looks so real the guy's mouth is wide open in a howl of panic and fear and his eyes are wide and he has furrows in his forehead and everything and all the idiot people there in the 
coffee shop just love it because it is so realistic and it's a statement of despair and horror and whatever else they think they see in it. So everyone is now just, you know, fawning all over poor Walter, thinking he is just, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. And of course they want to know what he's working on next and he has nothing. So, but they are treating him like one of themselves, uh, being nice to him for a change, which he finds very pleasant. <clears throat> and uh, another girl comes up to him, uh, a model of some sort, and Several of the people in the coffee shop suggest that he should do a full-figure sculpture. But he's not sure about that until this model suggests that he might want to sculpt her. And he finally gives in and says, okay, sure, you can come by you know, it's such and such a time, and, 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 and I'll see what, what'll happen. <clears throat> well, again, Walter is uh, <clears throat> a bit naive and dense as far as uh, life and people go. So, when the model comes over, he... Uh, makes a play for her and of course she she fins him off and calls him names for even considering the fact that she might want to you know be more than just a model for him and that irritates him makes him mad and well he ends up strangling her So, he now has his next subject for sculpture. Well, the 20-pound uh, block of clay that he had originally was obviously gone from the cat and the man's head that he did, so we don't really know where he got the 100 or so pounds of clay that he, he needed to cover the girl's body, but he shows up you know, the next day, no way, I guess he didn't show up, he, he brought the sculpture over to his buddy's house, the poet that he admired so much, and, and he showed it off there, and of course people were just aghast at his talent, and, uh, So, in the meantime, the narcs are still patrolling the coffee shop, looking for uh, the dealers, and uh, somehow or other, uh, Walter gets 
uh, past a pack of heroin, a little baggie of heroin, and he's, you know, he has no clue as to what it is, so he just sticks it in his pocket. And one of the narcs happens to see this go down. So, he follows Walter home, and uh, once he gets there, the narc confronts him with the drugs. And Walter says, well, one of the girls just gave this to me to hold for. I don't even know what it is. And, of course, the narc doesn't believe that and threatens to arrest him if he doesn't give up the name of the dealer who Walter doesn't have a clue as to who that is or anything. But he understands that uh, being arrested and uh, charged with, you know, a drug possession would not be a good thing. So while the guy is in the other room talking on the phone or something like that, Walter slips into the kitchen and picks up this big flat skillet, which is either a crepe maker or a pancake pan or some damn thing. And he comes in and he cracks the cop over the head with it. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Excuse me again. Now this is the this is the one scene where there is a slight bit of blood in the movie, and it is just a little bit on the edge of the uh, pancake pan after he uh, cracks the guy's skull open with it. So what's he going to do with another damn body? Well, somewhere he digs up another hundred pounds of clay and makes a new statue, sculpture, a new sculpture. So eventually, we have uh, all of his sculptures on display at the yellow door. The cat, the man's head, the model, and the cop. Of course, no one actually recognizes these people as people they know. And the only one who has a suspicion that something weird is going on is the boss. Anthony Carbone and uh, when this rich guy comes in and offers him $2,000 for the cat sculpture Carbone is really ready to freak out because he knows something's wrong but he doesn't know what it is so he says that he can contact Walter for the guy and and find out whether he's willing to uh, sell his uh, art for a mere two thousand dollars in nineteen fifty nine, which is you know closer to well, it's a lot worth a lot much more. But I'm mumbling and falling all over my words here. Anyway, so later that night. When Carbone is closing up, he accidentally knocks the cat off the table, and it falls on the floor. Well, he picks it up and stands it back up on the on the counter, the table, whatever, and he sees that the clay has cracked, and there is fur sticking out of the clay. 
dun 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 Anyway, so now he knows. And he looks at the other sculptures very carefully and recognizes uh, the model. I don't know if he recognized the cop or not, but he recognizes the model. <clears throat> so now he knows that Walter is killing people and animals and covering them in clay and passing them off as sculptures. So now he's really freaked out. He goes to Walter. And perhaps I should not tell you any more than that. After all, if anyone actually wants to see this movie, it would probably probably be nice to have at least some sort of surprise ending. Um, I will say that in the meantime, or sometime, or, or other, um, the dead cop's partner, who has discovered the guy is missing, his partner is missing, he starts uh, asking around, and uh, he knew that uh, his partner was going to be following Walter home that night that he died because of the drugs. So he's checking out the sculptures and he finally recognizes his partner as being, you know, the dead cop. So now more and more people are discovering that Walter is a fake and a murderer. So that should be enough for you. Anyway, like I said, it's a it's a real crack up. It's a funny movie, even though it's supposed to be a you know a horror kind of thing. It's a it's a laugh riot, really. So and it's on YouTube, The Bucket of Blood. So if you uh, feel like, you know, a good chuckle some evening, go ahead and uh, check that out because it's uh, it's worth a viewing. You know, 1950s movies were all bizarre, strangely shot, and uh, this one is, is, is good. It's worth watching. Okay. Let's see what else we can do for a while here. So, for any of you fine listeners out there, enjoy the kinky, campy, kitschy movies that you can't see on TV anymore. YouTube has a boatload of them. Most of Ed Wood's movies are there. For those of you who haven't seen Plan 9 from Outer Space, but I've heard people talk about it forever. Check it out on YouTube, and then you'll know what they're talking about. And, for just a touch of international news, I'm sure that everyone has heard about Eddie Snowden, who has, uh, spilled the beans, as it were, on the uh, government's 
listening into everyone's phone calls, and for people who are surprised or even shocked by this submission, you must have been living with your head in the sand for the past few decades because, well, the government's been doing that since the 70s at the very least. And everyone should know that, but I'm sure many people didn't. In the 70s, there were so many groups who wanted to either overthrow the government completely or change it to make it suit their own particular brand of idiocy. Government has been spying on people ever since and when the cold war ended they had all of that all of that equipment all that spy equipment and all those people who used to spy on, on russians and, and their allies and they had nothing to do for a while so they put them to work figuring out how to tap into americans lives uh, you know first they were supposed to have a court order to listen in on your phone calls, but now with the advent of cell phones and wireless computers and communication, um, just about anybody can listen in. You know, you can pick up phone calls on baby monitors now. You can hear phone calls from other people when you're talking to someone on your own cell phone. It's, they're just everywhere. There's so much stuff out there in the air that I'm amazed that, you know, we're not running into it, seeing it. Anyway, for the government to uh, listen in on conversations, which are supposed to be private, is so easy for them now that there should be no surprise at all that this is happening or has been happening for a long time. So everybody just needs to, you know, calm down and quit being so <clears throat> stupid about it and just, you know, accept it for what it is because it's never going to change. And what the hell? If you got nothing to hide, what's the difference? They're going to be listening if they want to, and you can't do anything about it anyway. So, unless you go back to talking with two tin cans and a taut string, they're going to know what's going on if they want to know. If they don't listen to everybody's conversation, why would they want to? <clears throat> they do have specific reasons for doing it, and they're going to do it regardless of what you think, so just pay attention and be careful. Okay, enough of that nonsense. Uh, from my position on my balcony out here, I can see a goodly portion of the world go by every day. And some of the things I've been seeing lately have to do with the mating practices of a number of different bird species. 
specifically pigeons, doves, and hummingbirds. And from where I stand, I have a good view of dozens of rooftops. And uh, I've watched over the past couple of weeks birds courting and mating. And there's even a uh, large hawk that comes swooping through the area periodically to scatter all the little birdies around. <clears throat> but it's interesting to watch the uh, birds do their little mating rituals. There's always one female and several male birds who are vying for her attention. And there's usually at least one alpha male who tends to shoo everybody else away. But that's not always the bird the female wants. But uh, today I got to see uh, one of the males victorious. And uh, it was kind of funny because they uh, were sitting on the, the roof there. The female was grooming the male, the male's head mostly. And, uh, you know, that's always a, a good sign when the female will groom the male. You know, there's got to be love involved in that one. <clears throat> so after she, uh, you know, finished picking the lice out of his scalp and everything, he was able to get her turned around and he mounted her for at least three seconds. And as soon as he finished his duty, he took off and he flew around and around and around all over the, 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 uh, the other rooms, you know, made a several circles around and then landed and the female just sat there and watched, and I'm sure she was thinking what every female thinks after something like that, you know, that there's this guy that has to go show off his prowess after, you know, three seconds of lovemaking. But anyway, another generation is being born. And the hummingbirds, the hummingbird mating dance is interesting to watch. You have to watch quickly because they move so fast. But I did see a pair of hummingbirds out in the courtyard the other day doing their flitting dance back and forth, chasing each other around. It's interesting to be able to watch nature do its own thing here in the middle of the city. So didn't even get to see that much when I was out uh, in Idaho. Yeah. So I've been uh, driving around my mother's 20-something-year-old Buick since I, since I got down here, and just got the right taillight burned out, 
might have to fix that. But anyway. So the, uh, the traffic out here is so crazy. And uh, speed limit is you know, 45 on, on our street out here in front. And when I uh, have to slow down to turn into the, the driveway here, Since the right turn blinker isn't working, I have to use hand signals now. I'm sure some of you out there listening remember what traffic hand signals are for. You know, turning right, turning left, stopping, just in case uh, your lights are out or something. Uh, apparently most people don't remember what hand signals are for. East in Southern California. Um, the other day I was uh, trying to make a right turn and I put my arm out, you know, to indicate a right turn and I started to slow down and the guy behind me was just like right on my ass and so I'm having to point, you know, over the roof of the car, pointing right, like I'm gonna turn, asshole. But, uh, I don't think people remember that kind of stuff anymore. Um, when I was when I was a, a kid, you actually had to get a bicycle license, not a license to drive or ride a bike, but you needed a, a license for your bike. They actually gave you a little metal license tag that it was bolted onto your bike <clears throat> and that way you had a maybe a one in ten chance of getting your bike back if it was ever stolen whereas today it's one in a hundred chances of getting it back but you actually had to pass a test just like uh, drivers do and you had to know how to do the hand signals you know driving with one hand on the handlebars and doing the, the turn signals with your left hand. You had to uh, you had to know how which direction to drive on the road. <clears throat> you know you're supposed to drive facing traffic so you can see the cars and the cars can see you. And you also had to have flectors on the back of the bike and a headlight on the front of the bike if you were going to be riding at night. Um, and the reason that uh, you were supposed to ride facing traffic was because uh, they could see the, the headlight coming at them in the dark, whereas the reflectors uh, weren't always recognizable. And I don't know if any of you remember those uh, cool little headlight generators they, they had for bicycles. You know, you put it on, hooked it up to the, uh, the front fork of the bike, and uh, when you uh, release the little pin or whatever, the uh, generator thing would lean up against the, the front tire and have a little gnarled, knurled spindle on the top of it that would rotate as the tire was moving, as the tire was turning. And that caused the uh, generator to produce electricity to light your headlamp. Now it only worked when you were when the bike was moving, 
but uh, it worked and you didn't have to replace batteries or anything and it was uh, it was pretty cool pretty cool gig but anyway yeah back in those days you had to know what you were doing just to ride a bicycle let alone drive a damn car uh, I, I can't believe that there are so many people out there with licenses to drive when they obviously don't know how I, I from my balcony the other day two days ago I was watching this big black truck pull out of the access uh, lane here onto the street and the guy must have been looking to his left to see if there was traffic coming so he could you know pull out but he was across the sidewalk and then as he started to dart out suddenly there were two guys on bicycles coming up from the right and one guy managed to uh, swerve between the truck and the wall on, on one side and the other guy was on the street side and I don't know whether he actually got hit by the truck or he just dumped his bike to get out of the way but he ended up in the street in, in the slow lane and the truck just peeled out didn't even stop to see if the guy was was hurt or anything <clears throat> that was kind of freaky but anyway the point is that uh, too many people just don't know how to drive anymore and they're pretty much all on the road so one way or another you gotta watch out for yourselves if you're not driving you're talking on the phone you gotta watch what you say watch what you do because everybody's watching but nobody's doing anything about it anyway I guess that's about it for tonight uh, yeah I guess so all right so hopefully uh, if the gods be willing I'll talk to you again next week and in the meantime be careful out there it's a bad mad world babies peace night welcome to another episode of flashback fridays this is the same episode dude yeah i know i'm just practicing oh okay welcome <laughs> oh crap you ruined it <laughs> i'm sorry yeah i said i I've, I've lifted the veil yet again <laughs> dang it i know okay so yes i was very uh educated there i i now have a couple new hand signals i planned to use. hey 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 <laughs> come on now well, isn't that what he meant sure <laughs> sure but like i said um Going back into the vault like this, it's it's new for us basically because we're we're new to the to the network. Absolutely. So we're we're the new like definitely the new kids on the block. Um, so when I said we could dig dig into the archives a little bit, what we come up here with? What we come up with next? Our next one is Seeing Red Twenty Six. Oh, all right. So we get to uh, listen to Dave and Aaron and. Uh, Rebecca, Rebecca, sorry, <laughs> Rebecca. I remembered you. Yeah, see, that's what you get for being the new kids on the blog. Yeah, I said, well, I have a hard enough time with name retention to begin with. So, this one, seeing red twenty six, random thoughts and ideas. I can relate to a lot of that. That's most of our episodes. That's true. <laughs> we do have a little bit of 
No. <laughs> Anyways. ADOS? Yeah. <laughs> Tension deficit. Ooh, shiny. That's about it. <laughs> That's a good one. I said I got to remember that one for for later. <laughs> <laughs> the synopsis on this one. This episode, Rebecca, Aaron, and Dave get into some kooky and yet weird news and then dive headfirst into Marvel movies. Afterward, Dave gives everyone an update on the animated movie project along with a bit of info on the plot basis and much more. Oh, yes. The movie. The movie. We said we were... Uh, I don't think we have an NDA about this, but yeah. I said I, we were kind of approached by Dave if we were to be interested in uh, taking part. Yes. I said yes for myself, but I told him that you two guys... We're not interested. What? I'm, Dude. Uh, I can't speak for you. I'm just, it would be rude. Dave, call me. Have your people call my people. All right. So. <laughs> Here it is. Yeah. Once we, uh, we said, we'll, we'll we'll get the lawyers in. We said, we'll oh, yeah, We'll get the lawyers in. Yeah. <laughs> all right. But uh, let's do this. Let's do the lawyer things while we sit back and listen to this uh, this episode you of Seeing it. Red. Seeing Red 26. Hey, boys and girls. Welcome to Seeing Red. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. I'm Aaron Ellis. We're back yet again, and we're going to get right into the weird news because you guys came in and you're like, oh, oh, I got good. I got good, which is probably the best thing because I don't have shit this episode. So who wants to go first? He can go first. Well, mine was more really like uh, a friend told me about it, and I was like interested, so I looked it up. Apparently, there's this woman in uh, North Carolina, and... She bought Pop-Tarts for herself. She apparently, that's her life, right? So her teenage son goes and eat, d- goes and gets like a packet. Uh-huh, of Pop-Tarts. Eat, yeah, and eats one, right? Mm-hmm. So she has his, has him arrested over that. What? He's pressing charges against him. Yep. For what? For stealing her Pop-Tart. Yep. Theft. Actually, the courts are actually going to go through with this and make it like a big deal. The cops came and arrested him and everything. Yep. Now, how, how do you, how? Because legally, okay, the kid must be a minor, right? Yeah. Then you're liable to feed the child, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. That's your responsibility. So, therefore, whatever food you have in the house is equally his. Well, she is, she's teaching him a lesson for taking stuff without, without asking. So, she's. I can see this turning in headlines. It started with Pop Tarts, ended with murder. You know? How, yeah. I don't understand how, how they're actually going to let her press charges against her own son for stealing a Pop Tart. She says because there's plenty of food in the house that, that he took something that she had hidden that wasn't for him, so that's stealing. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, the ironic thing is, is we went and we we just bought a whole bunch of Pop-Tarts. That's what I, I don't even like Pop-Tarts, man. They're not even that good. <laughs> and I worked last night, so I, you know, slept most of the day. Mm-hmm. And Lace was up late, so she didn't get up until, like, 2 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And Jay just mowed through these motherfuckers, man. I mean, he literally, like, almost three boxes full. Dang. He went through them. Jeez. And, and no, no, at no point whatsoever did the thought cross my mind. I should have him arrested. Wow. Yeah. So where does it stand right now? Uh, I think they're, like I said, they're going to have him, like, they're going to make, like, a court thing out of it. Yeah, have a whole trial about it. 
Or not necessarily trial, but like, you know, it goes to the judge or whatever. Right. All that stupid crap. I think it's dumb. I'm sorry, they're Pop-Tarts, like... <laughs> really? It wasn't even... Pop-Tarts aren't even that good. Well, even if it was like a lobster or steak or something, yeah. it, it's still... It's food. And the kid was hungry. It, it's not like he went... that Carolina, right? Yeah, North Carolina. Charlotte, North Carolina. Charlotte yeah. Yeah. And did it happen this week? I think it was like earlier last week. Ah. Uh, that was like a month ago. Sure. Yeah, pretty sure it was about a month ago. Okay. Now I got my story. Alright. <laughs> this is from the Huffington Post. The Huff Post. Or Huff Post, whatever it's called. Well, yeah, it's Huffington Post, but um, it's it's Huff Post. Says, Keith Cam- Campbell, Adolf Hitler naming dad, dressed in Nazi uniform to New Jersey custody hearing. Whoa, wait, 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 wait. Ba- ba- back this up, back this up. One more time, the headline. Keith Campbell. Keith Campbell. Adolf Hitler naming dad, dressed in Nazi uniform to New Jersey custody hearing. No. Adolf Hitler naming dad. Yeah. So he named one of his kids Adolf Hitler? Yes. Oh my this, god. This happened on June 4th. Okay, go for it. Keith Campbell entered a New Jersey courthouse Monday, dressed in a full Nazi uniform, donning a trim mustache reminiscent of Adolf Hitler. The man he had named his firstborn son after. The 40-year-old dad was attending a hearing to ask for visitation rights to his youngest child, two-year-old Henrik Hans, yes, all his kids have German names, who was taken into custody just hours after his birth in 2011. Henrik's three Nazi-named siblings, Adolf Hitler, Joyce Lynn Aryan Nation, <laughs> and five-year-old Hans Lynn Janine, had already been placed in foster care in 2009. The move came a month after the family gained national attention when a shoprite refused when, yeah, when a shoprite refused to write happy birthday Adolf Hitler on his birthday on his son's birthday cake. On Monday before the hearing, Campbell told NBC Ten, "The world needs to see who I am." When asked what his strategy was in, in wearing the controversial outfit, I wanted to tell the judge, "I love my children. I want to be a father. Let me be it." In August 2010, an appeals court ruled that evidence of domestic violence justified the state's decision to remove the children from the Campbell House, according to ABC News. A year ago, a New Jersey Superior Court judge declined, or no, declined, decided Campbell and his wife Deborah, who since separated, could not have their children back. Campbell has always maintained that his kids were taken solely because of their names. These kids weren't abused, he, abused, he told Star Ledger. After the 2012 decision, adding, if I have to give up my Nazism, then so be it. I'll do it. A month later, he created a new Nazi organization called Hitler's Order, according to, B- according to NBC 10, and began wearing the uniform. Campbell originally told the Associated Press in 2008 that he named his son after Adolf Hitler because he liked the name and no one else in the world would have it. The media were not allowed inside the courtroom Monday because of the New Jersey Family Court Proceedings policy. Any decision made by the judge would not be made public by the court, according to Ledger. So, yeah. <clears throat> this dude is crazy. Well, number one... Superficial. Number one, you know, you know that kid, as soon as he turns 18... He's going to change his name. He's going to change his name. Once they, he realizes it's going to It's not even that, though. <laughs> he, you know, these kids are in the custody of their parents, so huh. they're not going to... And they're not going to get their kids back. Right. Okay. Now, you know what would be funny? Is if they, he changed his name to, like, Robert Weinstein. I know. But, you know, 
you give your daughter the name, I don't know, I can't recall the name exactly, but something, uh, Aryan Nation. Right. Is it Hansel or something? No, that's his... Ha- ha- I don't know. Oh, they're all German, like, Aryan names, you know, but... I wouldn't write Happy Birthday Adolf Hitler on Birthday Cake either! No. No. I'd be like, you're joking, right? No, my son's name is Adolf Hitler. I'd be like, you're kidding. Like, this is a joke. That's cruel to your child. Because it is. What? It's a form of abuse, too. If your children don't want to grow up and be Nazis... They have to live with that name and ridicule and getting your ass beat every day, you know? Mm-hmm. But I guarantee his kids will all change their names. Right. I wouldn't want that associated with my name. Mm-hmm. Adolf Hitler, Campbell. That's insane. Well, pre-recording, we were talking about cats, and I was sitting here thinking about this. I do have a weird news story for you. Okay. And it's... <clears throat> It's more of a what the fuck than weird news. Yeah. But um, the the title of this, and this comes from TubeFilter.com, and it was posted on June 9th, which is today of recording at 7:30 today. And the topic or the title of this is: Did you know Grumpy Cat has a movie deal? Yes, that is right. They are going to shoot a full-length movie based on the... ugly, deformed cat. Yeah, the grumpy cat. And pretty much what grumpy cat is going to be is he's going to be just grumpy. He's going to be, you know, angry about everything. He probably gets lost in the city, you know, and... Say no Garfield wannabe. And that's where I was going to go. (laughs) Yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go and say... Other than um, just painting them orange, it's completely a remake of Garfield, but with an actual live cat. cat. And from what I understand, this movie is going to get financed by Kickstarter, or has been financed by Kickstarter. Now, that gives me hope to when we get around to doing our Kickstarter, because if they want to see a fucking cat just kind of walk across the street. And I don't know if it's going to be Bill Murray again doing the, you know, the the voice. voice. But if, if they can raise like $4 million on Kickstarter, then our budget should not be a problem. Yeah. It was just completely, I, I, because like I said, you, before recording, you were talking about your cats and that made me think and, and, I was looking at it this morning at work. I had some downtime. I was just thumbing through news, and I came across it. And, yeah, they're going to make a Grumpy Cat movie. Now, number one, for me personally, I've never found any of the pictures humorous. Yeah, I've had cats that look uglier than that. Like, I understand this cat. A cat has got something wrong. It's probably like two chromosomes or something. <laughs> probably. But like, I don't understand how a cat that looks like that. Someone takes the pictures and makes memes of them. The memes aren't even funny. And the thing also that I can't figure out, okay, so obviously they're going to pay the owner of this cat millions of dollars. Well, not millions. Someone's already tried to buy that cat. Oh, really? I've seen a thing on the internet about someone like, offering the owner like ridiculous amounts of money to buy that cat. So other than making millions of dollars off the, the profits of the movie, yeah. he's also going to be replacing Morris the cat. With, uh, what is that, Friskies? Yeah. 
Now, why? Why would you want to see a cat that looks grumpy? A cat doesn't look grumpy. That cat looks like it's got something wrong with it. Yeah, it it, it looks like it's got Down syndrome. It really does. It does. That cat does not look grumpy to me. It just looks like there's something wrong with it. It's head, like, deformed looking. I don't think it's cute. I don't think it's funny. No. So, one of the things that I've been holding off, and I wanted to actually talk about it last episode. And speaking of last episode, let me just go and apologize real fast. Um, we talked about it in the beginning of the episode, episode 25, that, you know, I, I downloaded a new program, and we were using two mics, two... None of us, none of us were was aware, as we were doing our podcast, that every 10 seconds, a digital voice would go, trial. So, for an hour, every 10 seconds, it went an hour, or not hour, it went trial. So I apologize to the listeners for that. I tried to cut it and clean it as much as I could, but it still wasn't that that big of a quality cut. Yeah. Um, now I just lost. Oh, okay. Now I remember. So I wanted to talk about this last episode, but you know we were talking about the post wedding stuff, and and so I held off to this episode. I seen Iron Man three. What did you think? Because I know you two have seen Iron Man 3. What did you think? As, as the comparison to Iron Man 1 and 2, what did you feel about Iron Man 3? Um, I think it was good, but I don't think it was as good as the first and second one. I feel the same. Uh, the only parts that I liked about it were just like this, when all the suits came out. Yeah, that part was really good. That, I think, bugged me the most was he wasn't in the suit yeah, that much. Yeah, and that kind of bugged me. And then what really bugged me, and I know it shouldn't bug me, but when, and spoilers if you haven't listened or haven't seen the movie, big spoilers. Um, when the Mandarin turns out to be an actor. Yeah, not an actual villain. I, I was upset about that because the Mandarin is, is an arch enemy to Tony Stark in the comic books. Yeah. For the last 40, 50 years. Yeah. And to turn around and, and decredit that character in, in one fell swoop, make him you know, a drug addicted, alcoholic actor, I just I felt that it was just kind of weak. My biggest, my biggest hang up on it though was the fire hands. I like that. That was really cool. I didn't like it. It I was did. just like... It, 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 to me, it felt it was like too much of like a superpower type thing. Like, why would they make that into a superpower and you just like inject it people with it? It must be an accident, though. Right. Make them like super military people and they're, they're developing ghetto, like, Captain Americans. Yeah, basically. But yeah, and then, of course, mm-hmm. um, Pepper Potts. Yeah. And I know this is going to sound really weird for what I'm about to say. And again, spoilers if you haven't seen the movie. She gets injected with that serum. Yeah. And then in the end, she's turning into one of these fire people, right? Yeah. If she's so hot, and I'm not being, you know, not being pun here, no yeah. pun. I'm, I mean, physically, hot. temperature-wise, hot. Yeah. Why is her clothes still? On. Yeah. I go for all of them. And their clothes ever burnt off their bodies, like, your clothes would disintegrate. Right, and I know, uh, it was just one of those weird little Burst thoughts. Burst into flames. Yeah, nice. it was just one of those weird little thoughts that popped into my head, like, what, is it, is nylon this 
special fireproof material that yeah. nobody knows about. Um, I, I I thought it was weird how like the whole idea of the superhuman like people was from him being drunk riding on a piece of a napkin. You got that right? Say so, that one more time. The idea of the superhuman people. Uh huh. That you know that chick that was trying to save him or whatever in the movie. I think what her name is. Right now. I'm talking about yeah yeah. Uh huh. He wrote that down on a napkin in a bar, and she took it and made it the serum. He was drunk. You didn't get that part of the movie? No, I didn't you get that. Uh-uh. Yeah. So it was totally... He's, like, he's like, if I can write this down and that's what I'm drunk, then I can, I can find a cure. You hear that in the movie for, for, pep, for pepper? Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. It, that's why it, was, it wasn't stable. It was an idea he had in his head. Right. And he was drunk, and she tried to use it. I thought that was kind of stupid. I'm like, that, like I don't know. It was just a, it was, they put it in there just to act filler or something for a reason why they were there. Um, I didn't like the fact that John Farrew, Happy Hogan, uh, you know, he, he pretty much had like a, just an extra part, essentially. You know, he was in the hospital the majority of the time, Mm -hmm. and he's always played a big part in the movies. movies. Not so much in the comic books, but in the movies. And I felt that you needed to have that done, plus I felt that if anybody knows about Marvel history, okay, the Iron Patriot was not Rhodey. Yeah. Okay? Iron Patriot was Norman Osborn. Norman Osborn was granted, this is pr- post-Civil War, Norman Osborn was granted uh, power of S.H.I.E.L.D. He was like, he became the head of S.H.I.E.L.D. He took... Iron Man Tech. It wasn't even War Machine. It was Iron Man Tech, and he made Iron Patriot. So, literally, there was three suits at the time. Iron Man, War Machine, and Iron Patriot. Okay? Then they go, and they they kind of try to incorporate that into the movie, which I think they failed completely. Yeah. Okay? Um, Because the character Iron Patriot there was no connection between him and, and Rhodey as War Machine. Yeah. So that that was one of my big hang-ups. Two. Now, two. Here's a good one. <laughs> the President of the United States is trapped in a War Machine Iron Patriot cost, or out, you know, suit. suit. Yeah. For some odd reason, it doesn't work at all. But as soon as Rhodey gets in the suit, it works. It works. It's because they ruined it. He made it where it could only work for whoever it's... You didn't see that movie either? Oh, yeah, the... the they made him where it now... I, I see... They do out of the, the eyes. The, the, oh, they, yeah. They, yeah. Retina because, recognition. That's because what I was, um, was talking about it. Uh-huh. For retina recognition. Him and Pepper have it for his suit. Uh-huh. Just them two. So, Rhodey's the only one that had it for that suit. See, now, maybe because I, I got... Uh, but see, that's the thing, though. But if, how did that one guy get in the suit? Exactly. I'll have to rewatch this movie. But yeah. None of this shit that's makes sense. That's why it didn't work for him because they, they changed it. To no, no, and that's why you don't give Marvel rights to Disney. You don't give Disney rights to Marvel. Disney, Disney rights to Marvel. Whatever. Because look, you can't have a, the correct Avengers. You don't have Wolverine. You don't have Spider-Man. Come on now. That's Avengers right there. That's the original Avengers, isn't it? No. Spider-Man? No. No? No. They added an the ori- Spider-Man didn't become an Avenger until the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Wolverine, same thing. Oh. It, it was 
The original Avengers was Captain America, Thor, Iron Man, The Incredible Hulk, uh, Wasp, and Ant-Man. Speaking of Ant-Man, they're making this movie. Yeah, they are. They're making an Ant-Man movie. Yes, yeah. they are, and I think they're going to put him in the Avengers, the next Avengers. Now, <laughs> <laughs> they, they got to ask the backwards. Next, the next Marvel movie to come out is Ant-Man. They're not doing anything. They put everything off just to make Ant-Man. Now, we all love Stan Lee, okay? Yeah. But Ant-Man was not one of his better creations. Yeah. And to see him in a movie, I, God, I, I have I no I interest. I don't know if he's going to be in, that's like a, it's a speculation since they're making this Ant-Man movie come out. Can right. Be that they're going to, because Ant-Man movie's going to come out after Avengers. Avengers, next movie, Avengers 2 is the next movie to come out. And then they're making Ant-Man. Everything else is put off on hold for, for now. Like all the other Marvel movies. Right. The ones but they're, they're speculating that he's going to have like some appearances in the next Avengers. I, I want to see a Martian Manhunter movie. In, in... Oh, GLA? Yeah. Um, because of that whole thing, and she just took the phone because I was going to talk about something. But Wait, I'm going to listen now. Well, read that. Well, while we're anyway. because while and we can jump back. I just want to show the Ant Man thing real fast. While we're talking about Marvel movies, um, there's a lot of anticipation for X Men: Days of the Future when Past. When did they bring that out? I think it's supposed to be this year. Yeah, it's supposed to be this year. But there's one problem. One, one big, 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 What's big. Not this year. Yeah, big uh-huh. fucking problem. Do you know who the director is? Uh-huh. Brian Singer. Again. Again. Oh my uh-huh. god. So can you say this movie is going to suck balls? Yeah, it's, it's going to suck balls. They need to take. Now I don't think the fans will get as hostile. And I was reading about this not too long ago when he he fucked up the Superman movie. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some real die die hard Superman fans. I mean, just like die hard. Yeah, and we were talking about that uh, off the um, podcast one, and. I was relating people. It's this? like what well, it seems like there's there's it's like it's not really biased, but it, it seems more of like a, a not really a demographic or a stereotypical type thing. But a lot of people migrate more to Superman, right? In Caucasian ones, yeah. And then like everybody else goes to Batman. It's weird. It's because Batman's more more like street savvy, <laughs> but. And, and the interesting thing is, is what I was going to say is, and I didn't know about this until I was reading this on the internet. Brian Singer fucked up Superman so bad that the diehard fans were sending him death threats. Really? Yeah, they're really? like, "You raped Why my child." Why did he for? He ruined it the first time around. The first two times. Yeah. Anyways, what is Gal- Gal- Guardians of the Galaxy? Guardians of the Galaxy is kind of a. A secondary title. Um, all I know is that you have this gauntlet, and it gives you some type of mystical comic power. Book, right? Yeah, it's a Marvel comic book. Oh, they're making a movie of it coming out in the next year, August first. It's like I said, it's it's a secondary comic book. It it never it never went anywhere. No, it basically, said the U.S. pilot ends up in space in the middle of a universal conflict and goes on to run with futuristic ex-cons who have something everyone wants. That could it's be anything. John C. Riley in it. 
Oh my god. But you know what? He actually did pretty good in that one movie. The vampire one. For a serious role for him because he's so comedic. It's called a... It was a vamp the vampire... I can't even name it. He was a vampire and he turned this nervous kid. You know what I'm talking about? Oh! I know what you're talking about. Where, where is it? Is, is it the one where uh, the kid goes and like, there's like vampire cows and shit? Or no? No. Or not one? But my thing is, is Days of the Future Past, if you've never read it, is, is just a fantastic story. Oh. Now, number one, do you know where Days of the Future Past comes from? The title of it? No. It's actually a Beatles song. Really? I don't mm-hmm. that movie. It's called, it's called Cirque Cirque. Game, the freak, the vampire assistant. Oh, That's what talking about. yeah, never heard of it. I have. It's a good movie. They're supposed to make more, but they never did. And is it serious? Wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And what Days of the Future Past is? It was written by Chris Claremont. Okay, so yeah. we already know it's good if it's written by Chris, Chris Claremont. Claremont. What it is is, um, it's okay. Make another Transformers. That doesn't surprise me. And you're make another Pirates of the Caribbean. I had to throw that out. Yeah. Uh, Real fast to interrupt you. The last one was supposed to be the last one. Uh-huh. With the one that had just Johnny Depp in it. Right. Mark they're Mark's making a new one. They're making a fifth and one. And they're now. putting all the new the old people in it. Why? Shia LaBeouf's not going to be in there. It's going to be uh, Mark Wahlberg. We're talking about... Yeah, but you Pirates said... Of the you Caribbean. Were, but oh, you were talking oh. about Transformers. Transformers? Yeah. Uh, Mark Wahlberg's going to be in there. Told you. Shia LaBeouf's not going to be in it. I've seen the first one. No, that's not true. I've seen the first two. I couldn't even sit through the first one. I'm sorry. Like, it's no. Why would they put Mark Wahlberg to replace Shia? I don't know. I don't know. They better do something. Marky Mark needs some money, I guess. He does. All those shitty movies he made. (laughs) Okay. Ted was sort of a flop. I liked Ted, to be honest. It was a a good movie, but it didn't make make nearly as much much money as they thought it was going to make. They did it, but it was so funny. Yeah, it was. Uh, but back to Days of Future Past. So what it is, is Kitty Pride gets pulled into the future. Mm-hmm. And it's to warn everybody else of you know that's in present day or their past that the Sentinels have literally taken over the world. They've killed pretty much all the X-Men. And there's only a handful of X-Men left. And Magneto has now become the leader of the X-Men. Because mm-hmm. Xavier is dead, Cyclops is dead. Mm-hmm. So they did a Brotherhood merge? Kind of, yeah. And then um, Wolverine, of course, is still alive. Mm-hmm. Because he just doesn't, doesn't age. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, is at the end of Days of the Future Past the comic book, mm-hmm. the Sentinel blasts him so hard, it literally blows everything off the skeleton. And that's how he dies. Wow. And it was like one of the darkest, grittiest stories to be presented in for that time. Uh-huh. Great story. But anybody, anybody could have just really taken it and ran with it. Mm-hmm. But you had to give it to Brian Singer. Brian Singer. And and you know what's gonna happen is is that they're gonna Xavier and Magneto are secretly going to have a child together somehow, yeah. and <laughs> have like a telecommunicator. They're going to wake up and realize it was a dream. If that's even a universe, yeah. Uncle's aunt killed somebody over there. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
It's it's not. And everybody was born from somebody's ass. <laughs> yes. Nobody knows. <laughs> maybe he'll play it safe, though. You know, maybe he learned his lesson. No. So, no. So great. He'll try to go by a guideline. I I don't know. I just... And, and since we're talking about, like, Marvel and DC Comics and stuff like that, and you were talking about Kickstarter earlier. Right. Uh, I, actually, I, I came across this in a Game Informer that we had at the house, and I can't find the Game Over Informer. Over here? Yeah, and it's this... this uh, what is it? Oh, you gotta come to the mic. Read the article. AR Kickstarter uh, recruits comics writer Greg Luca. Okay, I know who Greg Luca is. Mm-hmm. ARK is an episode point-and-click adventure game being developed by Spanish studio Gato Lavaje. The first is available to try free. While episode two, while episode two already written, the studio is turning to Kickstarter for help with funding the remainder of the series, and it has brought in a heavyweight name from the world of comics to help. Greg Luca has been drafted to write episodes three through five of ARK. What is ARK? Uh, I was reading it, and they, they said it was a, it was turning into a flop, mm-hmm. so that's why they were turning into Kickstarter, and they said ever since then, uh, their money has just shot up because the story's been so great. Now, Greg Ruka, he he's done Batman, he did, um, no, that's Chuck Dixon, I was thinking he's Robin, done, but Chuck Dixon did Robin. DC and Marvel stuff, big names in DC and Marvel. Yeah, I know. I, yeah. I guess he has his own independent stuff that he's done too. Like yeah, own... right. You know, something like that I'd be interested in seeing. Yeah, like, and, and I've seen the artwork for the uh, for the game, and it looks pretty good. Is it like a, what kind of game is it? Like, a little doubt, like, kind of like the whole, um, the Walking Dead thing that has episodes. Yeah. One of those, like, comic book, it's like a comic book video game. Thing, yeah. Like, Walking Dead video game. I don't think you've seen it, but. No. Yeah. Walking Dead has a video game, and there's, like, all these different chapters, and each chapter's its own little game, and you buy the next chapter, and you download it, and you it. And it's actually cheaper to get each episode rather than to go get a whole yeah. substantial game. Really? Yeah. Hmm. No tax. I had to just put the money on your account and buy it. Now, see, I don't know. I, I'm I'm trying to get this done as quickly as possible as far as the Kickstarter. Uh, because I, I don't want to lose and fall behind on the momentum of, of what's going on Kickstarter. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm trying to pace myself and, and create a better story. And again, I went back and I dropped a couple more pages and, and took a left instead of a right. And now I'm, I'm even further to where... I'm just hoping that by the time we submit the script to an animation studio, which I'm actually thinking... I'm, I've look, been looking at prices. And Titmouse. Oh, really? Is, which is yeah. here in California. Titmouse does uh, Metalocalypse. A lot of stuff. And uh, I'm looking at them to actually do the animation. I'm hoping by the time they get the script, it's not going to be like a three-hour-long movie and we're going to have to cut like an hour off. Yeah. So that's what, you know, I, I don't want to fall behind because I can feel the surgence in Kickstarter. I can feel the surgence in Indiegogo. And I've actually been asked uh, at work, you know, at the hospital, people that know what I'm doing, they ask me, why don't I go to Indiegogo? Because I'm always plugging Kickstarter. Yeah. And it's because there's people over in Indiegogo right now that produce, or they, they try to get money to produce their own stuff. And we have a good working relationship. And if I go over to Indiegogo and start saying, okay, you know, give me money instead, 
it's going to take money from them. Yeah. And I don't want no type of rivalry like that. Yeah. So, and in fact, I, I talked a little bit about it on uh, Who's the Boss last week. Uh, I got an email saying, well, you said that it's an animated movie. You said it's going to be a Yelp known, but that's all that I've actually said. And I was like, oh, I didn't even really think about that. Yeah. You know, it's true. That's, that's all I've said. So if you haven't listened to Scene Red in a while, and you haven't listened to the last episode of Who's the Boss, this is the lowdown. And you guys already know, but you know, I'm just throwing it out there for listeners. Um, back in 1997, I created a character named a Yolk Gnome. A Yolk Gnome was a samurai. And I came out with a very primitive comic book because I was only 20 at the time. So my, my writing ability then, I mean, I'd been writing for like seven years, but it's still, I was at the point of learning you know, how to do character development, story plot lines, and all that. So it's nowhere near where I'm at, you know, 16 years later at 36. But anyway, I came out with that story, and it's it's a story of a samurai, and he has kind of a, a haunted past, and, and what happens to him kind of leads him into, this, in, in, into the future with revenge. And yes, I'm, I'm being kind of vague because... You don't want to give it all away. Well, yeah, but... It should be a little bigger. Uh, well, I mean, they could go online, they could go to Mythmart and buy a copy, and they know what I'm talking about. Yeah. This, this story actually takes place before uh, the comic book, and it takes place before Bloody Red Path. This is actually, a, you know, a whole... Prequel. Yeah. And it, it's an introduction to all the characters, how the the inner dynamics work between each person. And it was not originally planned to be this way, but I see a trilogy. Yeah. Just to tell the complete story from beginning to end, I have to do a trilogy. Yeah. But anyway, the the movie is called A Yolk Gnome. It takes place in around 1630 ADE to 1650 ADE. And, you know, that's the fatal Japan time era. And that's where you guys are going to come in handy when I submit the script to you guys to, to kind of give it a look over because you, you have a better knowledge of that lifestyle, that culture, mm-hmm. than what I do. I'm just telling the story. You guys go in. Um, even though I was, I pat myself on the back, try not to break my arm while I do it. Um, <laughs> I did remember a Mujang. I was, I was sitting there, I was trying to think, what was it called, what is it called? I remember it was called a mujang. Mujang is a large wooden pole with all these... Um, the, pole, uh, the, the wood sticks coming yeah, out of it? Yeah, that's, like, yes, that's a yeah. mujang. And I was really proud of myself. I was like, yeah, I remember what it was called. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so what this is, is there's three levels, or three layers of story. Mm-hmm. And that's just... All my writings, I, there's always three layers of story. You have the initial overall story, which is a Yolk Gnome's going to go on an adventure. Okay? And then the second layer is how a Yolk Gnome interacts with the people that he comes in contact with, whether it be the Shogun, Hiroshima, uh, Leah, you know, that's the second layer. And then the third layer is how he deals with the inner demons inside. And that's pretty much the best way I can describe the way the movie mm-hmm. is going to function. 
because if you can you can watch it on so many different levels you can just watch it for the action adventure because there's going to be bloody or plenty bloody. Yeah. <laughs> there's going to be plenty of blood and you you read it you read yeah. the i mean fuck the opening scene well not the opening scene but yes the scene that introduces a yotno is mm-hmm. fucking bloody yeah so you can watch it just on that level on the action level mm-hmm. and be completely satisfied or you can kind of like see how this relationship with a Yotnum, with these different people, how they change throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. And and you can focus like your full attention just on the interaction between those two people all through the movie and you'd be satisfied. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's the way I've done it. Or you can you can dig even deeper and try to think about what he's thinking about, his inner demons. Because and I'll 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 give this away. Um the reason I picked 1630 to 1640 ADE is prior to that, there was a shogun who outlawed Christianity. Oh. And. <laughs> I know where you're going with this. And with. Um, you know what I already got in my mind, right? What's that? The Last Samurai. I've never seen it. Yeah, you have? Oh, yeah. I've never seen Last Samurai. No? No. You wanted to borrow it from us. Yeah, that's why. You, because I've never just, seen it. We were just watching the end of it. What was it? When before your bridal shower, but that's when he was outside. That's right. Yeah, I never, I've never seen it. Yeah, well, maybe I should watch it. And see yeah, it. <laughs> you should. But what the one of the big things is for him is during that time frame, the Shogun mm. outlawed Christianity. All these Christians that didn't uh, convert to the. Um, why are you going into detail of this? Why? You're ruining it. No, no, he's going just... to, to the history, like the oh, actual okay. Japanese yeah. history. Oh. He's giving us a lesson. Okay. <laughs> I had to do some research. Please. Um, it's it's a form of Buddhism, but <laughs> yeah. I can't think of what it's called. It starts with an S. Shinto. Shintoism. What is it? Shintoism. Yes. Um, and they were, the Shogun was trying to push the Christians in, back into that. And the ones that did not convert were killed. Exactly. That plays a significant role in the interactions of a Yotnum. Mm-hmm. I can say, without giving it away, a Yotnum is a Christian. He's one of those Christian um, samurais. He believes in Christ. But this follows the... Inner demon type thing? Yeah. But this follows the end of that Shogun, the one who killed everybody, mm-hmm. and brought, you know, now his son's the shogun. So, the, sh- the son is the one who said, you can be whatever you want. It doesn't matter. I don't own the machine. So, that plays a role. And I haven't put this into the script yet, but keep your eyes open, because a Yotnum's parents might actually make a special cameo flashback mm-hmm. to even further thicken the, the development of that person. Mm-hmm. It's it's gonna be good. I'm I'm literally still trying to get all the subplots together, just to tell this one story, and then, like I said, I'm I'm looking at Titmouse. And what were you saying they do? Uh, they were doing Metalocalypse and some of the other uh, stuff that plays on Adult Swim. Now, how I came across them, and I was just thumbing through YouTube looking at animation. Mm-hmm. I came across uh, a cartoon called Black Dynamite. Have you seen that? Yeah. Yeah. 
And I was telling her about that it was, originally. It was um, I can't remember if it was just a, like a play on like an old school flick or if it was an old school flick, but it uh, originally it was like a is a is a real like action movie. It mm-hmm. wasn't like an animation. It was like a real action movie, and it, it was it was very comedic. Um, in this uh, in the way that they they did this animation for this show now is. The same animators that did, I don't know if anybody has ever seen the Boondocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boondocks. So, yeah, the same people that did the animation for that and the animation for Black Dynamite. See, and I, I like that that look. It has that retro 70s feel to it. Yeah. And when I'm writing the script, that's kind of... Because I, I've been watching a lot of old Japanese movies. Mm-hmm. You know, just and most of them were made in the seventies. Interesting enough, I can't find any modern Japanese-made movies. You know, mm-hmm. but so I'm watching all the old seventies movies, and that's kind of the idea, the way I see the cartoon or the animated movie, having that that kind of old seventies retro feel. So that's why that and their prices is really, really uh, affordable. Yes, it's, yeah, that's good. For, for a minute, yeah. Speaking of Japanese movies, did you need to watch the um, Sorcerer and the White Snake movie. It's good. It's gonna it's like, like every uh, Japanese movie or any um, it's like a fa- Asian like, movie. You know, it has that kind of like that cheesy aspect, but at the same time, it looks. Yeah. It's like the story is just so. It's a little cheesy, but like the story is so good, and the animation is actually like they CGI or whatever. It's not, it's not an anime, but they do like CGI. Yeah. Right. It's so good. Like I'm surprised. It was as good as it was. Yeah. That movie is good. It's got Jet Li in it. Really? Yeah. yeah. He's old. Is he? He's yeah. old. But it, Mom liked it. Okay. And you know Mom. She don't like anything that has, she has to read on. Yeah. <laughs> and that movie, it made me cry. It was a good movie. It was sad. But it's You'll have to write it down so I can check it out. It's, well, it's a new movie. It just came out too long ago. It's uh, on Netflix. Netflix. Okay. Yeah. It's good. Just come on. I, see, I came see a movie of it, and I was like, I want to see it at the movie theater, because it was coming out, like, soon, but it's on Netflix already. I don't know, like, you know they play those movies sometimes? Right. But it's more or less of an, like, an uh, independent film. Yeah, it's like a horror movie, but it's really good. It's it's a, it's not as good as that one movie. I can't think what it's called. Curse of the Golden Flower, remember that? Oh, that one, the one yes. The crazy, killing Yes, everybody. that it's, was a... That's, like, the best, like, Asian movie I've ever seen. That was actually made in China, wasn't it? Yeah, Chinese. Yeah, The Curse of the Golden Flower. That I've was, never even heard of that. oh, it was good. Who's in it? Um, Chow, Chow, yeah, Chow Yun Fat. Oh, and, and it's oh, the best, it's the best foreign like Asian movie I've ever watched. And it's it, not a scary movie. It's no. Like, it's and the interesting thing is, is because I'm the one that turned that on to you, right? Oh, oh yeah, you you were talking about uh, that You're guy. the one turned it on to me. I took a film art form class. Well, yeah, because I took the same Professor Foster. Yeah. And you had a list. You had to watch those movies. And and that was on there. Yeah. And it was it, it was excellent. Excellent, yes. One of the. It's on Netflix. No, I don't think it is. It I, might, think, I think I, I watched. I think it. I own it. To be I, honest with you, I think it's still in the case. I was gonna say I, I think I watched it on YouTube. To be honest with you, I'm pretty sure I probably I downloaded it. Not even bootleg. I probably just downloaded. I think it. I own it. Like not even lying. Like I remember buying it but never opening it. Well, then it's around the house. It's not on the. Maybe I maybe I should watch that too, just to kind of get because the closer I get to the conclusion, yeah, you know the. You know, and it's funny because um, now, now that we're talking about like Asian films, uh, you're gonna laugh at me, but um, I can't remember if it was if it was earlier. I don't know if you were up or what. But uh, when I was on DC, 
and nobody's gonna know this one. But um, Al and uh, OG, they're talking about like different Japanese, not even Japanese, just like Asian films in general. And they were talking about this one where it had Jet Li, and there was a good Jet Li and a bad Jet Li. I was talking about that too the other day. You were? Yeah, it's called Imposter, I believe. Because they were talking about that movie, they were like, yeah, that was one of the best movies. We were talking about that the other day. I was like, yeah, it was when we watched that movie with the, we watched the movie with Jet Li. The one we just watched with the yeah, Sorcerer of the yeah, That day that we watched that, we were talking about that movie. Me and you were. And I was like, yeah, I, I was like, I, yes, he works. I was like, I like that movie, the one where he, there's two of him. You're like, what are you talking about? I was like, you know, the one where he has like, someone, one comes from the future and he has to kill it. You know what I'm talking about? I think it's called The Imposter. We looked this up real fast, but. And you're like, I've never seen it. Um, let me just switch gears real fast. I just want to say thank you to our, um, I showed you the numbers. What was it? It was uh, 11,070 listeners. Mm-hmm. We have continuum of 11,070 listeners that download every week Scene Red, which makes Scene Red the best Jaisal Modcast show. And I want to thank everybody because we just get up, you know, we talk. You know, there's there's a little bit of preempted. You know, you guys knew what you wanted to talk about with the the weird stories, and and I kind of knew I wanted to talk. Everything about else is just improvised. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We just talk. We just yeah. you know, our conversation in front of the microphone is identical to the conversation when that the mic's not we, yeah. running. So we're we're just goose. That's that's it. We're all goose. And I I just want to thank everybody. It's it's hard <laughs> for me to believe, and I, I'm going to say this and. And because it's something that's been bugging me. It's hard to believe that 11,000 strangers listens to us every week, but I can't get a friend or family to listen to one goddamn episode. Yeah. So, even though we've never met, my sincerest heartfelt thanks to all of you out there. A second Mm-hmm. Okay, so do you have... It's called The One. The, the one. one. Yeah. The sheriff's it... deputy fights an alternate universe version of himself, grows stronger with each alternate self he kills. Wasn't yeah, that... they were talking about how good He killed himself were. over and over again to get stronger. Wasn't that like in the late 90s? Uh, yeah, 2001. 2001. Oh, yeah, we were talking about that. I, I was telling you about that, and you're like, I don't know if I've ever seen it. So I was like, I like that movie. We're talking about Jet Li. We're about to, I have to find a picture from this. Okay, you, you know what Jet Li looks like, right? Like, Me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You have to see how he looks in this movie because he looks so old. I don't know if they made him up to look that old. But he looks. Or it just age just hit him. It just hit him like like all of a sudden. Like you keep talking about. It, it sort of works in his favor though. I mean, it works. He, he, you can tell he because he's real thin and like athletic in that movie. He's not that thin. No. He's like put on weight or something. Right. He doesn't look fat, but. Okay, since we're talking about movies and thin and, and whatnot. What do you guys think about this uh, Will Smith, Jaden Smith movie? Oh, yeah. Uh, in the end, what's that called? Isn't it like After Earth or oh, something? After Earth. After Earth, yeah. No, what do you guys, uh, as far as, have you seen it? No, no but just, isn't it just like, just them two in the whole movie, right? Yeah. I don't know. That's like, that's, that's a little, it's kind of like, like that I Am Legend. Legend. Yeah, like I, but that movie worked. Yeah. I mean, I am, it might work. It's the same concept. Isn't it like they have to fight against, like, the kind of, like, well, here's the thing, and the reason I brought it up, I, I was all I'm going to say is Hancock. That's it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> but it's actually it's already out. 
It's been out for two weeks now, and it is bombed really? in the, the box office. And they say that the reason why it's bombed is because Jaden Smith is the lead, and Will Smith is the supporting character. And because Will Smith is obviously much more talented as an actor, just because he's older, he has more experience, it just doesn't work with with being so young with Jaden to, you know, right. It's all that experience in Bel Air. Yeah. He does look old. I'm, I'm talking about Jet Li here. He yes, old. he looks really old. I don't know if it's, I don't know what it is, but he did very fantastic that movie too. Yeah. Was, I, I like the whole ending part. Like, I mean, yeah, his character was, was an ass at times, but it was, it, you have to watch this. You just have to watch it. That's all I can say. Everybody watches movies. It's really good. If you're in a foreign film. Not sure. even that. It's, because most foreign films don't have that fantasy aspect. This has a, a really big fantasy aspect to it. It's got right. demons in it and everything like that. So it's good. But yeah. But yeah. But yeah. <laughs> um, next time, uh, I, I have to go on and I'll find it and I'll print it out for you so you can read the entire email. I had uh, a listener. I can't remember her name. Uh, I remember it was a female, though. She's really young, I think she's like 17, 18, and she's talking about going into film school and she wants to know your experience. In fact, I'll email it to you uh, tonight. Before I even cut this, I'll I'll send it to you. Mm -hmm. And um, next episode, I would like for us to talk about your experience in film school because that's one thing that we kind of skimmed over in the very first episode. Yeah. You've been to film school. Yeah. And, shop. <laughs> and, and yeah, and that's what you said is, you know, you, you spend a lot of money to, to learn how to Photoshop. Yeah. But I would like to go in deeper. And if we can help someone, that could be, you know, someday, you know, the next uh, Sofia Coppola. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would like to do that for next episode. Sounds good. So, uh, like I said, as soon as, as soon as we get on here, I'll, I'll try to find it, and I'll, I'll send it to you. Next week, I'm going to have a lot to talk about. What's going on next week? Well, this whole week, actually, is uh, the E3 for 2013. It's going to have all those little <laughs> nerd stuff, right? Yep. got to write everything down. Uh, for for <laughs> anybody that's uh, that, that doesn't know about E3, it's, the, it's always in um, Los Angeles, the... Convention Center in Los Angeles, and it's called the Electronic Entertainment Expo. It's everything ranging in between computer games, the console games, flash games, you know, uh, Android games, stuff like that. It's just, you know, like everything that you could think of is just nerdum, nerdum, nerdum. <laughs> so, I mean, I'm going to have a lot of stuff to talk about. They're actually, you know, tomorrow or well, today, actually, at um, if anybody catches this in time. Uh, it's going to be. I'm not going to catch it tonight because I'm not going to go in there until Monday. But... What is Monday? This? Or say it's Monday. Huh? This will be up by about 3 in the morning. Okay, so we'll catch it. They'll... Okay, so what I'm going to say is if you listen to this before 5 o'clock p.m. or a.m.? 5 o'clock p.m. Okay. Standard time. Um, You'll be able to catch uh, the PS4. Uh, conference. Well, the Sony conference in general. 
Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what other times, uh, like the Xbox and the PC and the Wii and Nintendo and stuff like that. I don't know what times those are, but for sure, <laughs> that is, if you really want to check that out, it is at 5 p.m. Standard Time today. And where can you go to check it out at? You can go online at twitchtv.com, and it, it'll be it should be the first one there because they're streaming all live all week. Uh, until, you know, they're done with the event for each day. Right. So, it's all week long, and if you're interested, go for it. It's definitely something to watch because, you know, us, all three of us now being gamers. Right. <laughs> Nerds in general. He's a closet gamer over there, Kevin. I know. He's afraid to talk about it. No, in, in fact, let's see where we're at. Um, I can talk about it real fast. I'm looking forward to, and I, I sent Batman, the thing. Yeah, the Batman. Batman. Yes. I'm looking forward to that. <laughs> I want to play all of them. But... Um, unfortunately, okay. because Zoe just, you know, she's just a baby, um, she ended up gnawing on You're Batman right. Arkham City. Lame. She killed it for me. So, well, see, see, that's why you got to get PS3 Blu-rays last crap. Yeah. They do. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't know that. Because it's I mean, you could, so like, thick. dig a nail into it. But... <laughs> <laughs> well, I like I told you, I don't know if I told you, but I told her. When I when I was like a serious serious Call of Duty freak, uh-huh. I got mad, took out the thing, Blu-ray, threw it at the wall, cracked it, big old crack going down the middle with the chip missing it, put it back in and still played. Really? Yes. No problem at all. Wow. Yeah. Well, now I'm gonna have to go back because technically that was Jaden's game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he told me if I'm gonna go back and buy another copy, I have to go buy Arkham, Arkham Origins. Uh, no, Arkham, Arkham City. Asylum. Or yeah, Arkham City and Arkham Asylum. So, you need to get a PlayStation, man. I just hate this. This pisses me off. Like, it's like putting a, a strain on our family relationship. What? Because I have an Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> That's I don't understand what you're thinking. Like, Sony is the best of everything. It's electronic. I would agree with that. See, I would agree with that. I don't get me wrong. Windows computers—they do the—they do the trick, you know. It's, it's a good operating system, but. It's not a game console. It's not a game console. It's a computer. I'm now waiting. it's a TV system. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for uh, Apple to come out with their their video. You know, game. Nvidia came out with their own console. Who? Nvidia. Nvidia. Really? Yes, they did. It has the whole Android. They they got a contract with um, the Android operating software, uh-huh. and they made their own console. Is it a handheld? Yeah. Well, no, it is a handheld, but you can hook it up to your TV oh, and play it in uh, 1280 by 720. Really? Yeah. yeah. They, they have everything, uh, a lot of the stuff is free to play, mm-hmm. but, like, you know, if you want to get, like, the full version of the game, bullshit, get the buy for it, yeah. You know, to be honest with you, I, I have no particular preference. Um, Jay likes the Xbox. He's... So, it's only because that's all he knows. Well, no. Be, Justin, Justin poisoned him. it. And he no. Got, he, yes. he, he wanted the Xbox before Justin got him. Because you have to think about... Who and and yes, I know I'm talking about my 11 year old child, but you have to think about who his role model is. Who? Do, 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 do. You don't know? Uh, no, neither of you. You don't know? Do, 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 do. I do. No. no. Okay. His <laughs> role. It's Bill Gates. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. His role model is Bill Gates. He wants to be the next Bill Gates. <laughs> and and that's his thing is because because he he's literally he's studied this guy and he's 
got into Xbox because Bill Gates obviously owns Microsoft. Microsoft yeah. owns Xbox, and that's how he got into Xbox. It, it that's that was his preference. Yeah, it really that's fine. But what about you? You can buy a PlayStation. Larry, you got space right there. PlayStation Four, <laughs> PlayStation Three is gonna drop in price, and then go perfect buying time. And it's gonna be cut, happening this year too. PlayStation will probably go. PlayStation Three will probably go down fifty dollars just from like, that being released. Jade wants a Wii U now. Speaking of the Wii U, you know it's like bomb, right? Yeah, it flopped so hard. It's like, like it could make me go out of business. Mm-hmm. It flopped so bad. Really? Yeah. Because it's so similar to the Wii that people aren't buying it. Because it plays the same game. I mean, the Wii U is more interactive because it has a little control and all that. Right. But it essentially is the same exact system. Come on, Nintendo! You'll you'll always have a special place in my heart. I know. Get, get your I head out of your ass. Only, only the GameCube and the Game Boy. No, I like Nintendo. I like Legend of Zelda. We cannot lose Nintendo. Like I will die. Like I gotta have my Legend of Zelda. I gotta have my Mario. I gotta have my Pokemon. Seriously, if Nintendo went out of business, we would all die because we would lose all the good classic games. But they're probably already working on a new system. They they have to step it up. Because I don't know why they came out with the Wii U for it. You know so what they should do? They rushed it. They did rush they it. They did. You know what they were trying to do, to honestly? Before everything else was released. That's they why. should revamp the original NES yeah. instead of cartridges, put it on discs, and do it that way. And just go go Forward. retro. Yeah. And just relaunch all their old stuff. I bet you that shit would sell like crazy. Probably would. I would. I, they I would. All the, well, um, they already have, but... See, that's the thing I, I was thinking of. A lot of the stuff that they used to have on Super Nintendo, they sold the rights to Microsoft because of Microsoft yeah. Arcade. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, they did. So that's that's probably one of the reasons holding them back from doing that. Hmm. But they need to step it up with their system. Because, like, like, if you look at all the systems, it's always a huge jump. Through all the systems, been like, the game, from the, because it supported the GameCube, that was, like, a crazy jump. Right. Like, crazy. The Wii to the Wii U are so similar, people aren't buying it because it's expensive and it's, like I said, it, 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 the Wii U even plays Wii games. Right. But you can't use the controller thing on the little pad thing. I mean, I went my mind when the price went down, but I don't really get what's so great about it. Like, they only have a few games that come out. They have Wii U, Zombie. There's not that many Wii games that even Well, come see, out. and I'm not even... I'm not even really interested in picking up a Wii U because... One one of Jaden's favorite games is an old Xbox. Or not Xbox, but... Um, Cube. GameCube. Yeah. And it's the... Super Smash Brothers Melee. Yeah. Melee, yeah. Uh, well, that's yeah. one of his favorite games. And that's it, one of my favorite games. That's and, something. <laughs> I like that game too. And uh, the the Wii U does not play GameCube games. It doesn't. What is wrong with you people? I mean, the developers. You have to get an emulator for that. Fuck, man. Well, they, I, I, they would make it would be better because people would be more willing to buy the system if every system played played the old games. Look at the PlayStation. PlayStation One. Games, I understand, like, it's a different format, so it wasn't Blu-ray. Okay, I get that. The PlayStation 2 games, every PlayStation 3 should play them. When they first came out, they did play them. Right. But they stopped that because they wanted... Well, see, since I, I had one, uh, PlayStation 3, when the very first came out, and they played all the games. I was going to buy one used that played all the games, and it was more, it was almost as much as the brand capability. The used one I was going to buy, it was uh, $300. Really? And it had... 40 gigabytes of hard drive space, and the one that I bought, the new one I bought, brand new. Uh huh. Same for, price. It was uh. It has almost quadruple the amount. It was four hundred dollars. It was four hundred dollars. Had a game with it, 
and it had uh, 500 gigabytes of hard drive space. Wow. Another one only had 40. Well, see, the, and a lot of people probably don't know this, but, um, and I think I was telling you about this, you probably don't know, but uh, when the PlayStation 3 came out, they made it so when you could go in and you wanted to mod your PlayStation, you couldn't. It was easily accessible. Now they have to break off the faceplate completely and then replace it to even fix it. Because wow. everything's just, yeah, everything's just screwed in there so tight. You actually have to, if you wanted to, you could do it yourself, but you would. Fun ruining it. Yeah. yeah. So, back when I had my other PlayStation, I told you, uh, and you seen a picture of it when I destroyed it. It got yellow light of death. And I went through and I unscrewed everything because I still had a game in the thing. Right. So I went through, unscrewed everything, got into the uh, the Blu-ray disc drive and tore it open and got my game out. And it, there was like knife marks all over the game because I, I was using my knife. <laughs> anyway, long story short, the game still played. Like I was telling you when I threw the game at the, the wall, Blu-rays are really, really durable. Like there's no joke. It's They're really durable. And like I said, the only reason that they did that and it was so much... Was because it was easy, easily accessible, and you can easily customize it. They don't want you to do that anymore. They no. want you to pay up the ass. Yeah, yeah. Customize. All right, kids, that's it for this week. It, and this is actually for me. It went by really fast. So, any closing thoughts before we can say goodbye? Uh, all I can say is E3 this week. <laughs> Stay tuned. All right. So that's what we'll probably. Well, what we'll do is we'll we'll talk about. Half the episode, we'll talk about the film school for yeah. the, the kid, and then we can talk about E3. Yeah. And then I'll just ramble on like I always do. Well, because, I mean, even I showed you uh, one of the games that are going to be released over by E3, you know, all the content. Right. That, and you were just astounded. You are like... Yeah, that graphics was amazing. Dude, yeah. Yeah. It was actual playgrounds on cutscenes. Yeah. That's... Yes. Crazy. Well, okay, kids, that's it for this week. I'm David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Illich. And if you're just one of those assholes that don't like Japanese animation and video games, then you'll probably be seen, right? Good night, guys. Well, now that was interesting. There you go. All right. So now I, when I said we were the new kids on the block, I was wrong. Yes. That's right. And said there was a, a new member to the network, uh, American Fatass. That's right. American Fatass. Yeah. Say it like that. No, that's a great name. It's like state life. Your voice drops when you start talking about it. Oh, American yeah. Fatass. Badass. You, get the, you get the DJ voice going and all that's that right. sort of other stuff. Um Said it was. It was. It's nice to see that the the, the network is expanding, and who said we're starting to get uh, more people and in interest to uh, come listen to the shows. Absolutely. Said, well, not just listen to the shows, but actually present their product on the uh, the network as well. And I got to be honest, I'm anxious to listen to this episode. What is this episode? We've we've picked something kind of shallow into their uh, pool. Yes, we went to. We went with American Fat Ass. Prosta cookie number four. Prosta, prosta cookie. Prosta cookie. With a name like that, how could it not be an awesome episode? Absolutely. So this one says Nick and Jim discuss the polar vortex, bathroom etiquette, douche of the week's triumphant return, why it's good for men to stare at boobs, and why we ask the question just how far will Girl Scouts go to sell cookies? <laughs> well, these gentlemen, I'm down with with the just the fact that it's a good idea for men to stare at boobs. Absolutely. These these gentlemen are geniuses, uh, to say the very least. I will not be moving until this episode. No, over. no. I have to hear it. 
No. Yes. So I guess what we're going to do is we're just going to fire up the uh, the old MP3 player, mm-hmm. and then we'll just we'll be back right after uh, this one's uh, was episode four. Pasta cookies is uh, over. Woohoo! Let's go. All right. Hurry, Dave. Play it. All right. Welcome to American Fat Ass Podcast. Jim and Nick here with you. We're going to uh, talk about some shit that's on our mind for the next oh, hour or so. Um, glad you could join us if you are listening. Um, one thing we want to get off uh, uh, right off the bat, uh, we are now part of the JZO Modcast, uh, which is a small podcast network. Uh, they've got, um, I think, nine shows now, some really good stuff there. So if you want to check them out, jzomod.com slash jzomodcast, J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-N.com. Um, you'll find our show there as well as all the other normal spots the tune, tune in, Stitcher, iTunes, of course. Uh, follow us on Facebook at fatass, um, facebook.com slash American Fatass Podcast or Twitter at Fatass Podcast. And, uh, yeah, we're glad to be part of the JZO Modcast. I just wish the other guys wouldn't have <laughs> gone dark for this month, but we'll hold up the fort the best that we can. Yeah, I do find that kind of weird. Like, how do you be like, hey, guys, come join a podcast. Uh, oh, by the way, we're not going to broadcast anything. We're just going to go back for a while. <laughs> it's kind of, kind of strange, but yeah. whatever. Hey. I mean, uh, I, I'm happy to be We're not going to let a little thing like uh, like that slow us down. So it's still going to be the same shit from from us. Um, nothing changes. We're just, uh, just a new way to find us now. Absolutely. And I, I want to uh, thank the guys over there for bringing us in. We listened to a couple of the uh, – podcasts on there they all seem to have their shit together so you know happy to yep, be a part and of we it. hope that we can bring some uh some attention to this uh podcast network and uh, we'll all grow together right Absolutely. all right so let's uh, uh jump jump right in um weather was a big story this week really this the news was slow but man two inches of snow never crippled eight states more than it did now. I mean, from people getting stranded for hours and hours and hours in Georgia to where I am in North Carolina and Raleigh, the schools were shut down for four days this week over two inches of snow. Isn't that ridiculous? Two inches of snow. Um, when, I, when we lived up in Jersey, sir, that was considered a right. dusting. <laughs> I mean, that's nothing. It's, it's amazing. And Tuesday they shut down because – the snow was in the forecast, but it uh, during school hours it didn't snow. It didn't start snowing till about six, but still they shut down schools. There's no such thing as as early release now. It's all you know. Oh, snow's coming. Let's shut down school. Let's leave. Let's not go to work. <laughs> Let's go out and get our bread and milk, like Vic DiBattista would say. And <laughs> it's just it's amazing to me. Like two inches of, sh- of snow growing up, like you said, is nothing, and these. Nothing These guys can't all. handle it. It just it drives me nuts. You know what cracked me up the most? There's two things that I absolutely loved listening to this stuff. One was that they kept calling black ice blackout ice. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, dude, it's not like everything is shutting down. It's just a little black ice. It's all right. That and I love their excuses of why that they can't keep the roads clear. Well, we're down south. We don't have like snow equipment. It's two fucking inches. You can go out there with a little shovel and be done with it. Like, what the fuck? A shovel my ass. You can go out there with a kitchen right. broom and just sweep your sidewalk. <laughs> or, 
we don't we don't have the equipment. <laughs> Come on, I can just see 80, 80 towns workers out there with brooms brushing highways. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you go out there with a goddamn blow dryer right? and just clear your entire driveway. No, in 10 the, big, minutes. the big thing around here, and I think uh, at the Atlanta mayor was saying the same thing was, well, they didn't expect it. And, you know, they don't have resources, just, just, just like you said, this doesn't happen all the time. I've been here for five years, and it, I think it snowed about two inches at least every year. After five right. years, I would buy a, pl- I would buy a plow if I was the city or the state, you know, <laughs> just get a pickup truck <laughs> with a plow and just have it go around, get a, get buckets of sand. Like it's five years. If, all right, all right, all right. If, <laughs> If your friend, if, if, if your friend started a new thing where like every time he greets you, he's going to kick you in the nuts after five times, would you protect your nuts? Uh, yes, I protect my nuts. What kind of a fucking friend greets you by kicking you in the nuts? I understand this is a hypothetical situation. That's a fucking crazy thing. Well, it's crazy that these guys, these government officials don't prepare for stuff that happens it happens every year and it doesn't happen right. on the scale of new jersey or new york or you know sh- chicago but it happens like we should be prepared we should be able to be prepared for two inches i'm just saying that the southern states be fucking ashamed of themselves because here they are bitching about this little dusting meanwhile states like new jersey massachusetts new york are dealing with like a foot two foot of snow they're really in trouble right. up there, but you don't hear anybody up there bitching. They're all driving their cars still. Everything right. is fine. Down here, a little dusting, and the whole fucking state shuts down. I don't see how cars can get stranded on highways in Georgia for days over two inches of snow. Like, Sir, have you seen the way these assholes drive uh, yeah, up here? Yeah. <laughs> they have no idea what they're, they're doing. But they're using the same tires is what I'm saying. Like, like, like <laughs> the folks up north don't have magic tires. Magic cars that can go through snow. Like, no. You just aren't. If there if there's snow on the ground or you think there's ice, you don't have to floor it. Like just go easy <laughs> and you'll make it past there. If you start to slide, turn into it. Like it's just common Thank like I, I guess it's common sense for me because I'm I grew up there, but I mean but see, okay, no, that, that's that's the fucking excuse I hear all the time from everybody. Is, oh, they, they're not used to snow. They don't know how to drive in snow. Common fucking sense says you don't slam on your brakes when you're already sliding yeah. to begin with. It's just fucking ludicrous. Right. I mean, slightly pump your brakes, turn into it a little bit, you're going to yeah. be okay. I mean, these guys just panic at everything. I mean, these are also the same assholes that are in a parking lot and start wailing on their horn because somebody hit the brake backup lights to start pulling out of a parking spot. Meanwhile, they're 25 feet away. And they're still wailing on the fucking horn. I don't hate those yeah. motherfuckers. I don't get it. I really, I don't, I, I just, man, I, I, I could not stand to be in Georgia if I was a part of that traffic mess. Because I would be the only one on the road, and I couldn't get anywhere because nobody else around me, thousands of people, don't know how to drive. And this is truckers. This is government. That's I mean, right? I can just I can picture this man. Like I'm sitting in this fucking massive pileup of cars, 
and you just looking around, everybody's in like the fetal position, crying because there's little snow on the ground, and they're afraid to move their right. cars at all. I, I just, I, I don't get it. I really, uh, I'm completely boggled as to why these guys just can't drive. And it, it's the same thing, and not just snow. But since I've moved down to Florida, every time it rains, like everybody fucking goes like two miles an hour because they're, they're afraid it's, of the wetness. It's the uh, same here. Come on, motherfucker. It's the same here. And I always yell at my wife when she's in the in the, in the car with me. I say, trust your fucking tires. That's what, because she's driving, you know, when, when I'm driving, I'm right. yelling at other people, trust your tires. They're made for what? <laughs> they're made for rain. Like they're, they design the tires to push the rain out. Like, do you see those yeah. little grooves? They're there for a reason. <laughs> but just, man, they, man, like 15 miles an hour under the speed limit is not necessary for rain. No, and it's sad that the second you start seeing like a, a little drizzle, all of a sudden, hazard lights come on. <laughs> They're driving down the road with hazard lights. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? It is a, it's amazing oh, to me. God, yeah. Man. Absolutely is amazing. All right, we, we've talked enough about weather and these idiots trying to yep. drive. What else we got tonight? Uh, uh, one thing that's kind of been on my mind is how shitty Fox News is. I've been, you know, I've, uh, agreed. I, I, I flip through the news channels just to see what's going on. I watch a lot of CNN because they seem to be the most middle of the road. But man, F- Fox News just—it gets to me how people think that they're actually news. I know. You know, John Stewart pretty much has this uh, area of comedy covered, so we're not really going to get in, into it a whole lot. I just uh, I came across a a, um, a reason why Fox News is nothing but a load of shit, and they really don't know what they're doing, how to report. Um, this news story uh, came out of Fo- a Fox News affiliate in Boston. Uh, if you've got that clip, let's go ahead and play it now. Fellows, listen up. A new study says it's actually healthy to stare at a woman's breasts. 500 men participated in the German study. Half of them were told to refrain from looking at a woman's breasts for five years. The others were told to ogle them daily. Uh, The study found out that the men who stared at breasts more often showed lower rates of heart problems, a lower resting heart rate, and lower blood pressure. The authors of the study recommend that men stare at breasts for 10 minutes a day. Now, you're trying to tell me that this isn't real, that this is bullshit? No, this, this story has been bullshit. has been passed around so many times, and Fox News always falls for it. It's the same, like, they report on it every, every time the story comes out. It's just, it's, it's, it was a bullshit story. I think The Onion started it or something. Like, just, it's not true. Like, <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, sir. I disagree with you. I think this is completely fucking factual. You really do. I will, look, I, I'm not going to go into like the whole scientific reasons or anything like that, but I'll tell you right now that if you give me a day that I'm not looking at tits at all, I'm miserable. You give me that same day and I get to look at tits, I'm the happiest motherfucker ah, around, man. Keyword happy. You're happier. Well, I'm sorry. Yes. Oh, so what, what were they trying healthier. to say? Uh, what was it? Healthier. healthier? Uh, hello. Don't, have you ever heard that you know being happy increases what the the endorphins in your body and you know that increases blood flow and blah 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 whatever. I, I'm happy if I'm not dead. I'm healthy and staring at boobies keeps me alive. So you really think that staring at boobs is going to lower your risk of heart heart problems and cancer? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
At least that's what I'm going to tell every other woman. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just trying not to get cancer. I swear to God. And if you if you credit the Fox News story, they'll probably believe you. They probably will. You know what? I'm going to download this video on my phone. I'm just, just going to go around and show it to people. <laughs> Look, lady, before you slap me, just watch this 30-second clip. You know what you should do? Down, download it. And then the next time your wife, you and your wife are at the ball or something, just stare away. And then when your wife goes to slap you, now you've got the video proof that what you're doing is okay. Oh, yes. And then it's like, well, don't you love me? Don't you want me to be healthy? <laughs> <laughs> Look, I know you want that fucking life insurance policy, but come on. <laughs> Give me a few good ones, please. <laughs> oh, that is such a great story, man. I love it. And people, please, if you get a chance, you got to look at that video. When I was watching that video, I was dying because it was just filled with these beautiful, luscious, jiggly <laughs> boobs just throughout the entire thing. I, I feel healthier just watching the video, to be honest with you. Having an erection is not necessarily healthy. Nonsense. <laughs> I, I disagree, sir. <laughs> As a matter of fact, every time you go to a doctor, the first thing you should ask you is, what was your last erection? Yeah, my, yeah. Oh my maybe. God, man. Although, <laughs> maybe. I'd be kind of weirded out to have that conversation with, with my doctor. You you want, to, you want to hear a weird conversation? Okay. So I, I did something today that it, it made me so happy, even happier than boobs. And that, that's saying a lot. <laughs> have you ever heard of stink palming? Vaguely, yes. Why don't, why don't you explain what it is? Okay, a stink palm. It is when you take your hand and you cram it straight up into your ass cheeks and like just get it all covered with whatever ass juices you got working right. down there. Now, it's best to do this after like a long day when your ass is like, you know, nice right. and moist. And then you go up and you shake somebody else's hand with said ass right. hand. And you really just rub the stink all into nice. their hands. Now, no matter what they do to that hand throughout the rest of the day, they got ass hand. <laughs> and I, all they're going to do is smell that hand all the time. And I got to do that to somebody today. And it made me so happy. Nice. Well, I got this guy. He, he's a fucking douchebag, man. Every time I see him, he's always giving me a hard time. And I just decided that today was the day I was going to do something about it. So I saw him walking up. I quickly dipped into a back room. Prepared my hand, and by preparing, I mean my fucking hand was like elbow deep in my ass cheeks. And I was rubbing that shit all in there, just getting everything going. Now, the worst part was is that I almost got caught doing this. Now, this would have been very hard to explain, you know, why I'm elbow deep in my asshole. But, you know, luckily I didn't get caught. Anyway, I go out there. This guy gives me a hard time again, and I kind of pull one of these. You know what, buddy? Let's just call it a good day. We'll walk away. No problems. I put out that goddamn hand and I shook it and I did a nice firm shake and moved my hand around a little bit to just really rub it in there. Oh, he's going to smell that shit for days. You know what? I can't. You know wait. what you should have done? You should have done. You should have got both, both hands down there and then did the double shake. Oh, that's you know? a good point. That's a really good point. <laughs> then, then you get the, the palm and the back, back the hand. So no matter. Oh. oh, that's that's a really good point. Damn it. Where, where were you a couple hours know. ago? 
But the worst part, though, is I kid you not, I've washed my hands like five times yeah. since then. I can still smell a little stink on my hand. That is disgusting. It's it's a little disgusting, but you know what? It was well, well worth you know, it. If it makes you happy. It, oh, sir, I'm telling you, it made me happier than boots. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Oh, man. So there's uh, there's something happening in about two weeks from mm-hmm. now that everybody and their mother seems awfully excited about. I'm excited about it. Let's see if you're excited mm-hmm. about it. The Walking Dead comes back February 16th. Do you watch the show I have all? not seen a single episode. Are, are you fucking not serious? Not one. Uh, do they not have AMC? In no, North they Carolina? haven't. I just, you know. Not. So you're just an asshole who refused to watch one of the best it's shows on TV. It's not really my thing. Zom- not, zombies? Not thing. No, they're scary. They're scary. I can't, can't, can't do it. <laughs> All right. You know what? Just fucking hand in your man card <laughs> last now week, because it's Last done. week we talked about me not, being, not really being a man. I don't eat chicken wings. <laughs> I don't fight. <laughs> I don't drink beer. I don't watch scary movies. I, zombies, no. I, I, no, it's scary. D- does your wife know that she married a lesbian? <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like it either. She doesn't like that stuff either. But you know what? Sit me down with a nice hot hot cocoa and pop in some Princess Diaries, and I'm good for the night. I'm fucking done right now. I'm like, I can't believe you just said this to me. I can't believe I said it on there. I, 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 think, I think this is where our podcast dreams end because I don't know if we go any further with this shit. My God, man. Like, I, I can almost deal with you not watching fucking The Walking Dead, but you just fully admitted to our 10 <laughs> listeners that you fucking watched Princess Diaries. Sorry. Sorry. My oh, wife my watched it so much that now I'm kind of into it. That's that's yeah. just shameful. I mean, is she going to start giving you fucking underwear and bra to wear too? I mean, well, what else is she going to drag We've you We've tried into? doing that, and her, I'm not really her size. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. All right, fuck it. <laughs> now you ruined my whole bit about the fucking Walking Dead. So let's no, just fucking move on. Talk that. about the Walking you Dead. fucking piece of talk shit. It. What am I going to talk about? You don't know anything about the Walking Dead. I'll just jerk. agree. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> you're just gonna oh, yeah. agree. So now you're just gonna fucking placate me the rest of the- You know what? Fuck you. We are right. gonna talk about the walking dead. Actually, you know, uh uh right, granted I'm happy it's come back. I'm a big fan of the show. Uh I loved all the episodes so far. Yeah, me telling. too. Um you know, but it actually brings up a point that isn't really about the walking dead per se, but you might be able to get into it as well. There's a lot of people that every time I bring up The Walking Dead, one of the first things they say is, did you read the books? And fucking, of course I didn't right. read the books. What am I, an asshole? It's on TV. What do I got to right. read books for? What do you think about the whole, you know, reading the books versus not reading the books of, you know, movies that have come out, uh, TV shows, anything like that? Do you, you know, find any kind of validity to that? When we were uh, in high school, I had uh, Mrs. Caravella as my English teacher, and we read... Oh, that must have sucked. <laughs> we read To Kill a Mockingbird. I'm sure everybody did in high school. And she wanted she wanted right. to prove a point. So we watched the Academy Award winning To Kill a Mockingbird in class because she wanted to show that 
it's it's like you're reading the book and you're watching the movie and it's so different and she put in the movie and at the end of it i said what did we read the book for it's the same exact thing like and that's probably the shittiest movie to try to make that point to because it was so close right. to the book, but she she had to get get that out, out there. Like she was so, and, and I mean, she's a teacher, so yeah, reading is good or whatever. But um, she had to prove that point. It's like no, like it was the same exact thing. Like you could have just put this in. We could have spent a day on To Kill a Mockingbird and moved moved on. But we know we spent three months reading it and we watched a movie for two hours, and it was the same thing. You know, I always get the the same exact argument every time is that, uh, you know, your your imagine movies movies will never be able to live up to what your imagination can create. I don't care. First of all, I'm too fucking lazy to care about imagining something when I can watch it on TV. That that's what I want to do. I want to see it on the big screen. I want to watch it. I don't have to think about anything. I just want to enjoy it. And then it's like these people they they read the books and then they just bitch about the movie nonstop. Oh, they didn't do this. They didn't do that. You know, why is this ending so much different? It's a fucking movie. Just sit back and enjoy it. Who cares what the book was? It's it's a separate entity. You have the book. You have the movie. Deal with it. Why do they have to? Why does the movie have to go word for word what the book says? I just I, I don't understand why we got to do that. I totally disagree with it. Yeah, I never really understood why people complain that the movie or the TV show is so different from the book. You know, if you like the book so much, close your fucking eyes while you're watching the TV show. <laughs> or don't watch it. I mean, close your eyes. Don't close your eyes and create your own TV show in your head like you're supposed to do when you're reading the book. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, man. All right. Enough of The Walking Dead, even though it really wasn't about The Walking Dead because you're an no, I'm telling you, you can still talk, talk, talk about it. I don't want to talk about the walking. You ruined it for me. <laughs> it's a. Although I. It's what? What are you going to say now? You going to fucking ruin something it's else? It's a great for me? show. Go on. Oh, fuck <laughs> you. Now, oh, now, now you're just going. That's what you're going to fucking do. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Unbelievable. Uh, all right, you know I got a topic for you. Uh, courtesy flushing. Yeah. Why is this being trained during potty training? Why is this being taught during potty training? You, you're, you're, you're got, your father, you got kids. Are you teaching your kids how to courtesy flush? I don't think it ever came up. No. Well, then you're an asshole. Sorry. Because courtesy flushing, it should be a part of America. It should be a part of the world. <laughs> Everybody should be courtesy flushing because I swear to you, I am so fucking tired of going to a public bathroom, fucking doing my thing, and the guy next to me is fucking breaking the toilet, stinking the whole place up, and all he has to do is flush. Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Why can't we courtesy flush? Uh, you know, with when you're talking about potty training, like when my, when my kids, especially the younger ones, when they're in the public bathroom and they're taking a dump, they like to announce it and give play, play, play by play. <laughs> they're sitting there on the toilet and there's clearly other people in the bathroom. Like there's stuff going on and I'm in the stall with my five, five year old, I say, cause he does it the most. And he sits there and he's like hunched over and he goes, Oh, I can feel it. It's coming. Oh, <laughs> it's coming. And then plop. And, and he goes, ah, it's out. <laughs> and like the whole time I'm sitting there like, shh, shh, don't do that. 
there's people in here. Like, shh, I don't need to know. <laughs> it's okay. Just <laughs> like, I don't have time to think about courtesy flush because I'm so embarrassed <laughs> about him announcing his duties. See, now if I was in the stall next to him, I'd be like, shut the fuck up and flush the toilet. <laughs> I'm surprised that doesn't happen more. Um, it fucking, you come down to Florida and you fucking shit next to me. You're going to hear it a lot. Oh, it just drives me yeah. crazy. I know it's something, you know, kind of stupid and small, but, oh, God, do I hate people who don't courtesy flush. Yeah, I never really understood why you wouldn't because for me, like, I'm, I, in public bathrooms, I've got a tough time. Like, I can't pee if there's somebody else peeing. Like, I have to right. wait for them to go before I can even do... Like, I'll stand up there, and it's sh it's showtime, and nothing goes on. But once the dude next to me leaves, it all comes comes out. And I don't know... I know what it came from. And I'll get, get to that in a second. But, I mean, if I'm in the stall, like, I get embarrassed by the smell that I create. <laughs> 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 so, like, as soon as it comes out... Like, I'm flushing the toilet before it even drops. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I try to time it perfectly. Like, I, I can feel. You get to that point where it's either going to get sucked back up into you or it's actually going to start yeah. coming out. And I time that shit yeah. perfectly to where it's right on that edge where it's going to come out and then, boom, hit the goddamn yeah. flush. Yeah. And, yeah. Off. and it's gone. One shot, right. man. But what, what this whole – bathroom public bathroom issue came from with me was i was in great adventure in, in jersey were, were you touched no yeah no. Sure? Uh, no no it's all right to talk about no nothing nothing right. on that I'm, I'm just gonna say i i i'm sensing a little pain in your voice well it, it is painful this. so it's just you know it's all right if you were touched it wasn't your fault i'm here to tell you it's not your fault jim it's okay share with us <laughs> I was not touched. No, I was not touched. <laughs> oh, that was fucking beautiful. I'm just watching your face. It's just like I wasn't fucking touched. <laughs> no, nah, I was not touched. But all right, so I was in. I was in. I was in Great Adventure, and me and my then girlfriend, who then became my wife, were. Um, you know, having a good time going on rides and stuff. And I worked there, um, at, at this, this time, but I was there on my day off and I had to go take a piss and, you know, I go into the bathroom and normally it's not an issue, but I'm in there and there's a little kid to my left, little kid to my right. And they knew each other. They came in after I had, you know, entered the room and they decided to have a pee fight and I was in the middle <laughs> right. <laughs> so now, for, for some reason, every time I go to the bathroom, I think I'm going to be engaging in a pee fight that I'm not <laughs> that I'm not authorizing, <laughs> you know. And I don't care. So it's like a it's, it's like a pee ambush. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I don't. It, it could be a 70 year old man. It can be a three year old kid. Oh, that would be well, disturbing. That like I so think, I, like every time I go into a public bathroom, I think everybody's gonna pee pee, pee on me, so I can't go. Like I just can't go because I'm afraid I'm gonna have to zip up and run out because I don't want to be a part of any pee fights. You know, I, I have a uh, slightly embarrassing story um, happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, 
And no, I wasn't touched either. Just throwing that out there. Um, I I always use a stall, no matter mm-hmm. what. Um, and it's only because usually when I'm using a, a public restroom, I'm at work. And I deal with other people's belongings like food and whatnot. So I, for some reason, I've just always had it in my head that since I handle somebody's food, they shouldn't see me with my dick in my hand. I don't it just it doesn't work out for me. So I always think, you know, just use a stall. Well, this time I came in and both stalls are being used and I had to fucking piss like you not believe, man. I'm like doing the little dance. I'm trying hard not to piss myself. I finally just said to hell with it. I'm going to the urinal. So I'm like going so fast to undo my pants and like I'm doing this little dance still that as I'm getting ready to piss, my pants actually completely fall down, boxes and all, to my ankles. So here I am, you know, a big guy, standing at a urinal, and here comes somebody else walking in right behind me, and there's just my big bare ass <laughs> just hanging out for everyone to see. And now, it, it was funny, because I didn't see their face, I didn't see who it was, but... I know for a fact this is what happened because I I could hear the footsteps. I hear the footsteps walk in, and I hear them kind of walk right behind me. And then there's a pause. They stop. And then you hear them turn around and walk right back out the fucking door again. (laughs) It's like, all right, fair enough. You you saw my big white ass, and you fucking ran for the hills. I will say this. My three-year-old just is the same way. Does he? Pants all, all, all the way down. I never understand that. Like I, I see, I, I've noticed a couple other people do the same thing. Like I said, I, I'm always using the, uh, mm-hmm. the stall. So, you know, if I'm sitting down, wherever the case is, and I see somebody going to the stall next to me, same thing. Pants like down to their ankles, pissing away. I'm just like, why do you feel the need to make me fully undressed to take a leak? I don't get it. My three-year-old does it because it does take some kind of hand-eye coordination to hold up the pants and pee at the same time. So I think eventually right. he will eventually do that, but yeah, for some if for adults to do that, it's fucking weird. See, I'm lucky because I've got like these big ass child bearing hips, <laughs> so my pants just kind of rest there by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, I just can't believe I told everybody I had child bearing hips. <laughs> it's fucking sad. <laughs> And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18. But with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Roberts Field Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, 
Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. All right. Well, let's fucking change yeah. this topic right away. Uh, okay. So I know you watched the Grammys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw that you were uh, live tweeting yeah. the show. Uh, what did you think about it? <sighs> anything kind of stick out to you? Anything uh, happen you the want to talk about? The state of music today is sad. I agree because I was listening to some of these people and I've never heard of, I'd fucking say 95% of them. And a lot of it just did not sound like music to me. No, it's so sad. And everybody's making a big deal about, you know, this performance or that performance or, and it, it, it was all bad. But, and it, right. What did you think about the, uh, the Macklemore and Ryan Lewis performance with everybody getting married? I think the marriage thing was nice. You know, I think that was actually really right. cool, but I don't know. I just, uh, and, and maybe it's because I don't like rap. Like I can appreciate what they're doing. Um, right. but I just, I, I've never been a, been a big fan of rap, so I'm not really into that whole scene. So, you, you know what ruined that whole performance for me? Madonna. I couldn't stop laughing I, when she came out because she looked like fucking yes. Colonel Sanders and Fitz. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, she ruined the whole thing. You know, it was such a, a beautiful moment. These people getting married, everybody's crying in the audience. Uh, I'm being told from my wife that. Tons of people she knew were crying while watching the right. performance. I, I get it. I guess it was, you know, touching, yeah. whatever. But here comes fucking Madonna, and she just ruined the whole thing. She should have been carrying out a bucket of chi- 
Orange Chicken. That would have made my <laughs> night. Oh, just a big old box of extra crispy. <laughs> she was dressed for it. She really was. It, it was pretty fucking bad. Um, now, there for me, there, there was a moment that I kind of fell in love, not really with the Grammys, but one of the performers. Lord, I don't know what it is about this girl. I, I never heard of her before. She jumps up on the stage, and I'm seeing what she's wearing, and I'm just like, this is one crazy-looking bitch. This is going to be ridiculous. Song started to play, and I don't know, man. I was fucking locked in. And I, I can see a look on your face right now. You don't feel the same way that I do, do you? No, not at all. Really? You don't You don't appreciate her music at all, huh? No. Wow. All right. You know, j- just for argument's sake, I'm going to play a little clip here so uh, the people can hear what I'm talking about. This is uh, her single, Royals. Let's check it out. And we'll never be royals. Royals. It's a one in our blood. That kind of love's just ain't for us. We crave a different kind of buzz. Let me be your ruler. Ruler. You can call me Queen B. And maybe I'll rule. Let me live that fantasy. How the fuck do you not find her voice just mesmerizing? She's got a, a unique voice. I will give her that. But that's about it. You know what, though? I, I think there's more to this girl, and I'll tell you why. Because I started researching her. Uh, and to be honest, the reason I started researching her, because I thought she had a medical condition. Because I was watching her dance on the stage, and it looked very kind of post-stroke kind of looking. To, or maybe like onset Parkinson's. To me, it looked Tourette's-y. Right. Good point. Yeah. Good point. Uh, but, you know, so I started Googling, you know, Lord's medical condition, and honestly, I didn't find anything. What I did find, though, was that she had a little battle going on with Selena Gomez and Miley Cyrus. And what she was battling was that she's a young girl. She's 17 years old now, and she isn't acting all, like, fucking crazy like these other two bitches are. And she's actually – she said out a couple tweets, and even during the interview she had uh, – she had this quote, and I looked it up, so I can read it to you. It says, difference between those kids, and she's referring to Gomez and Cyrus. She says, difference between those kids and me is that I grew up completely normally and went to parties and had that experience. I am way less inclined to be like, look, I'm fucking mental. Dude, I fucking love that. And not only that, but there was a, another, uh, she had a couple tweets going out to Selena Gomez talking about, why are you dressing like a dirty whore? I mean, there's Selena had posted a bunch of these pictures of her wearing lingerie and a lot of skimpy clothing and whatnot. And Lord's like, why are you doing that? You know, we're young women. We should have fun, but we shouldn't be out there looking like prostitutes. And I can respect that from a girl her age and in the, the light that she's in right now and, you know, the kind of celebrity she is, actually being smart enough to step up and say, hey, let's stop looking like we're fucking morons and have people treat us with respect. Fair. Of the three that you're talk talk talking about, I would I would listen to what's her face this this uh this one. I don't I don't even know her fucking name, but <laughs> uh, the name Lord, is Lord, okay, right? Okay. Lord with an E okay, at the Lord, end. I would listen to her. 
over Selena Gomez, Miley Cyrus. Pick anybody. All right, fine. Well, fine. Anybody that's under what? Tw- how old? Twenty? I, I don't know. Fine. I don't know. I don't fucking know how old they are. Fine, fine. But it's still shit. Like it, it's still shit. I don't know, man. I'll be honest. I'm addicted to the fucking song. Like I've listened to it. If I had to guess, two hundred times in the last uh, week. It's it's bad, dude. I've got this crazy addiction. I, I can't stop. I'm almost ashamed of it. Almost like you and fucking Princess Diaries. <laughs> <laughs> I just I can't I can't listen to anything today. Like it doesn't matter who it's from. It could be. It could be mainstream rock. It could be "quote unquote" all, all, alternative rock. The new stuff that's out. Like I just can't listen. To, it's all garbage. It, it is all kind of garbage. I agree with you on that. You know, I don't. I don't listen to anything new, which is why I didn't recognize anybody that was no. on the Grammys. I, I just. I don't listen to it. I think it's all shit. I, all the stuff I listen to is primarily from like the nineties and maybe early two thousands, but I mean that's pretty much it. And anything new is only from bands that I've liked since like the you know, late eighties, early nineties and you know, they're just still putting out shit yeah. now. I mean like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, I loved them since Jesus, I think it was like eighty eight, eighty nine right. or something like that. And I mean, I still listen to their stuff today, but this new fucking people to come out are just ridiculous. It is garbage. It is garbage. And the the thing about Lord is she always looks dirty to like not dirty as in like you know slutty, but dirty as in like could use a shower. Dude, she looks straight up homeless. <laughs> do you really do, do you think that that's the look that she's going for? Though? You know, I'm not sure. I'm not sure because. <laughs> Like I said, the first time I saw her was at the Grammys. So I'm looking at her. She's got, you know, these weird, uh, these finger things going on. She, like, she has dipped her fingertips. She looked like she got into a fight with, like, eight pens. <laughs> you do, right? It's, it's it was pretty sad. bad. So then, uh, uh, I think it was the next day. I, uh, I know, I'm sorry. It was that night when I started Googling uh, medical conditions yep. for her. I, uh, I came across her uh, video for that song, Royals. So I pulled it up, and within, you know, eight seconds of this thing on there, you see her face. And I'm like, this is not the same fucking girl I just saw on TV because this girl's really cute. The bitch I just saw on TV looks like she should be out begging for change on the corner. And I mean, so she has, in the videos, fucking astoundingly cute. I, I, I'd go into it more, but she is only 17, and I'm going on 36, so it'd be slightly odd, but we'll just leave it as she's cute. Now, all her live performances, though, and everything she's done live, she her hair is always a mess, really dark lipstick, no makeup on her face at all. It's it just, I don't get it. And she does look pretty fucking beat up. In three years, the, the music scene is going to change her, and she'll be just like the, the rest of them, I guarantee it. You know, I, you're probably right. I, I hope you're wrong because right now I do have a lot of respect for this young girl. Uh, I'm hoping that she stays true to what she is now. But, I mean, the sad part is you're, you're probably right about it, man. Uh, pretty soon she's going to be on TV. It's fucking like Farrah Abrahams. You know who that is? No. She was, uh, I think, MTV's first uh, teen mom. Okay. Uh, the thing that that show. Well, 
now she's known as Faber, Fair Abraham's backdoor teen mom because now she's releasing porn videos while she's taking it in nice. the ass. Oh, yeah. It's, it's fucking yeah. nuts, man. It's just the, the state of the world today. I don't know, man. That scares me a little bit. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get it. All right. Oh, what else you got? All right. Well, I got one more yeah. thing here, and then uh, – we can start looking at ending the show. I said we're at about 41 minutes yep. right now. So we're doing pretty well. <clears throat> we have a new segment coming in now. Uh, when I was writing a blog for a while called Talking Shit, I had this segment that I really enjoyed doing and a lot of other people enjoyed as well. So I figure we bring it back in, man. It's called Douche of the Week. Douche of the Week. All Douche right. of the Week. And it is exactly what it stands for, man. It, you just We find people that just do really douchey things, then we bash them on uh, on our podcast. Sounds good. Let's go for it. Crown them fucking douche of the week. <laughs> uh, you know, this week, uh, I really, really wanted to give it to Justin Bieber. Yeah. I wanted to give it to him so bad, but we've already talked about him. I'm kind of done talking about him. Unless, you know, he's being gang-raped in prison. I kind of want to do it anymore. Yeah. So we skipped over him. This week, though... The people, it's a group of people that I want to give Douche of the Week to, are the assholes that tell you everything is bad for you. Now, I bring this up because I've worked a lot of morning shifts this past week, and every morning I work, I go over to a cooler and I grab a Mountain Dew Kickstart. Okay. It's like a little energy drink, like a Red Bull, except it doesn't have so much sugar in it. Mm-hmm. And I down this thing, and it makes me feel a little better yep. throughout the day. And every fucking day... I have somebody walk over to me and say, oh, my God, you're drinking that? You know how bad that is for you? You can't do that. that that's going to mess up your liver, and it's going to do this, and it's going to do that, and you shouldn't be doing that. Fuck you. I will fucking drink what I want to drink, and I'll fucking do whatever I want to do, and unless you're having sex with me or paying my fucking bills, your opinion doesn't fucking matter to me. And you know what? Ask my wife because her opinion doesn't matter to me either. I'm just going to tell her her opinion matters. This way I keep getting half the fucking rent and sex. <laughs> fucking bullshit. Fucking tell me I can't fucking drink my Mountain Dew Kickstart. Fucking bend over. I'll fucking put my Mountain Dew Kickstart right in your asshole. And then I'll drink it. Fucking bitch. Fucking pisses me off, man. I know. It fucking pisses me off so much. I don't like it either, but that's... <laughs> all right? I'll be all right. <laughs> oh, man. Huh. I just, I hate that. Yeah, people. I really... I really I, fucking I, do, I, man. I can't stand it when somebody that's just as big as me... Or like is clearly not healthy or in shape or whatever is telling me that I've got to watch watch what I'm eating or you know don't drink that because it's not good for you or you know oh like so somebody said oh those shoes aren't the best for guys like 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 us they wear out really easy well you know what bitch I only had thirty five dollars when I went out to buy shoes so I bought the best fucking pair of shoes I could buy all right you want to buy me shoes. Then let's go to the fucking store. You can buy me a good pair of shoes, all right? Yeah, go buy me a pair of Jordans, Mr. <laughs> fucking Rockefeller. <laughs> Dude, oh, my God. And that, you fucking brought up a good point about fucking uh, being overweight and whatnot. Because I get that shit all the time. You get, like, those fucking dirty looks when you're, like, enjoying, like, a nice 
big, juicy fucking double cheeseburger. And you get like somebody looking over, you're like, oh my god, what is he doing? I can't believe he's eating that. But then those motherfuckers go outside and smoke like two packs oh, of cigarettes. Oh, drives me nuts. Oh, fucking pieces of that shit. That drives me nuts. Fucking. Oh, it gets me worked up. It puts me in such a bad fucking mood. I'm telling you, I've gotten it every single day the last like three days. And now fucking Mountain Dew just came out with a new flavor of Kickstart. So now I'm going to be drinking that shit way more. And I'm still going to get shit for it. Speak, speaking of smoking, how about this? The parents that complain that their kids have breathing problems, but while they're holding their kids, they're, they're puffing away. Like, like, <laughs> right? oh, my, my kids can't I can't figure breathe. out why they have oh, asthma. Put the cigarette down. You're killing your kid. Like, stop. <laughs> Please, I will, I will talk for your child. You're killing it. <laughs> Please stop. Oh, that's great, man. Oh, I, I don't – you know what? <laughs> Fuck it. I, I don't want to get this into a smoking PSA or anything, but – you know how many times I see people with uh, what do they call those things? The uh, the, the, the stoma? tracheotomy things, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, how the fuck do you let you get? How do you how do you let yourself get that far to where you now have to talk out of a tube in your throat? There's people that still smoke. That's horrendous. Put Thank that you. For, like, <laughs> just like, why? <laughs> what the fuck is the matter oh my with God. you? Oh god, that's disgusting. You know, I I talked to somebody with one of those things in her throat one day, and it was the most disgusting thing I've ever seen because this woman started getting upset, and as the more upset she got, like there became this weird like stuff oozing oh, no. out of the hole in her neck, and I felt like fucking throwing up right there oh, in front no. of her. Oh, it was so nasty. I'm <laughs> just waiting for the day. For somebody to come up to me while I'm eating a slice of pizza or something, they've got one of those things and they go, oh, you shouldn't eat that pizza. It's not good for you. <laughs> I will fucking lose it. <laughs> oh, it's that, would, great, that, would, that would literally make me, that would be enough for me to kill, kill, kill somebody. That's, that's what drives me crazy is that there's two types of people who say this shit to you. The super crazy fucking healthy type that runs all day has, you know, a fucking pedometer on their hip, you know, trying to count how many steps yep. they've taken. And then the other one, the one that you really don't want to hear from, is the motherfucker who is so completely unhealthy themselves, you're surprised they're even living. <laughs> I had a, I had this one asshole. Oh, he was a fucking prick. He, uh, you know what? Fuck it. I'm naming him. His fucking name was wow. Kenny. That little fucking bitch. Uh, I was working in a restaurant. And uh, I went to go make myself a sandwich. So I'm uh, making myself a sandwich and putting it all together. And this motherfucker walks over to me, sees me making the sandwich. It wasn't even that bad of a fucking sandwich. I think it was like a turkey sandwich. I put some cheese on it, man, whatever the case was. And he says, you know, should, should you be eating that? And I was like, well, why, why not? <laughs> I was like, I don't understand. Did the turkey go bad? And nobody told me this. What, what's wrong with my turkey? And the motherfucker, he's like, you know, you think that's going to help you? I'm like, help me do what? He goes, you think that's going to help you lose weight? And I'm looking at this motherfucker. He, he was an alcoholic. He was a fucking drug addict. 
he looked so fucking sickly, like, just skin and bones, just nasty as hell. No fucking real teeth in his mouth whatsoever. And this motherfucker is going to comment on me eating a turkey sandwich? Are you fucking serious? Oh, I should have just punched him in his fucking mouth, but I was afraid I was going to catch the fucking hiv. Why can't you just eat it? Because it's delicious. Thank you. It's fucking delicious. I'm eating a turkey sandwich because I like the way turkey tastes. Thank uh, you. That's exactly like why I'm eating I don't it. care that its fat content is lower than roast beef. Turkey's delicious. Thank you. All the roast beef is pretty fucking good, too. I do like a roast beef sandwich. Together. Just saying. Oh, dude. There's a sub I get all the time that's uh, turkey, roast beef, oh, and yeah. Fucking amazing. Yeah. Dude, you, you got all the fucking edible. You got the poultry. You got your pork. And you got your fucking beef, man. Oh, it's the greatest thing in the world. Oh, man. Oh. Oh, no, I'm getting, I'm getting horny. Ooh, I'll be right over, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't comment on what I'm going to eat. I'll be all right. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I mean, why, why can't – all right, even if it's healthy food, like if you see a fat guy eating healthy, maybe he just likes the way it tastes. Like – it's like I said it during one of our last show, few shows. It doesn't. I don't care if it's healthy. I, I just want to eat it because it's good. You know, you know what I love? I love when I fucking like I eat a salad in front of somebody, and they just give you that look like, "Why are you even bothering eating a salad? Really?" I'm like. I fucking like a salad every once in a while. Just because I'm fat right. doesn't mean I don't like to right. eat a salad. I may eat a whole lot of salad, but I'm still gonna right. eat a salad. They, they just look at you like <laughs> you shouldn't or you should eat salads. You shouldn't like diet sodas. You shouldn't like anything that says sugar free. You, you shouldn't like, uh, you know, uh, yogurt or bananas or anything that's, you know, mildly healthy for you because you're a fat guy. Meanwhile, I love it all. Matter of fact, I love it so much that I keep shoving it into my right. fucking mouth. And that's why right. I'm a fat guy. And then if you do eat the stuff that's bad for you, they look at you like, why are you doing that? So you're damned if you do, and you're damned if, if you just shouldn't eat. Just don't eat. No, fuck that. I'm gonna eat. I'm gonna eat in front of them. If they don't like it, they can eat my asshole. That's what they can eat. Fucking douchebags. Oh, there you go. Fucking douche of the week, yeah. right there. People who can't keep their big stupid fucking mouths shut while I'm trying to eat my goddamn turkey yeah. sandwich. Right on, motherfuckers. All right, you got anything else to do? Did, did you get any good reasons to be fat? You know, it's kind of sad, man. This week, nobody really gave us much. I, I did get right. one, so I will definitely throw mm-hmm. it out there because I want to share it along. But I'm really hoping that with this new podcast network that we're going to be on, that we're going to get some uh, more audience and we're going to get uh, some more participation. Yep. Because you and I can keep coming up with you know reasons to be fat all day mm-hmm. long. But I really, really want to have people, you know, chime in and, you know, jump in yep. there with it. I'd, I'd really like to see that. So uh, I'm going to throw out at least this one that we have. Do you have any, by the way? Uh, I don't have any. Nobody responded on Facebook at all. So Yeah, I got I got one on Twitter. So I'm going to pull that one up so we can read that one. It actually goes along with uh, this time of year because we all see this shit, but yep. whatever. All right, so this one comes from RJ. Uh, he's a... Great fan of the show. Um, I really thank him for supporting us and helping us out with it. So 
He has good to be fat. Being fat means you can eat a box of Girl Scout cookies and not worry about counting the calories. And let's be honest. I mean, when you eat Girl Scout cookies, it's by the fucking box. There, there is no just one at a time. It is literally by the fucking box. Girl Scouts and Girl Scout moms love fat guys. Only for like a week out of the year. But anytime I go to Walmart and they have their table set up, the moms wink at me as I'm coming in. You know, as I'm going to the store, when I come out, they're like, don't you want some Girl Scout cookies? Like, You know, I wonder how far they take it. Like, I mean, like, let's say, you know, I walk by and, you know, I've got a whole bag full of money and I'm just like, eh, I don't know if I really want a Girl Scout cookie. You know, maybe I should go on a diet or something. I wonder if they would like offer to blow me in the back room. That would be against the Girl Scout honors. (laughs) They might, though. They might. Rules are made to be broken. (laughs) Well, I'm saying. (laughs) You want to make that quote, don't you? (laughs) You know know what's funny is that I actually had a conversation today about Girl Scout cookies. I I mentioned to somebody, I was driving around a neighborhood the other day, and there was fucking... There's like signs out in front of people's houses saying inquire inside about Girl Scout cookies. First, I'm thinking, who the fuck wants complete strangers walking up to your house and like, you got any cookies? So fucking weird. But I found out that they actually get penalized if they don't sell their cookies. Like they have to they have to like buy them themselves or some bullshit like that. Wow. So I'm like, they must be really pushing hard to sell cookies. So all I'm saying is. If you're kind of low in your quota, you need to get rid of them. And you got a guy willing to buy a whole bunch of them, but he's looking for, you know, a little companionship. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, you, you might turn yourself into like a little Girl Scout cookie whore. Oh, Fucking call it a prosper cookie. cookie. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking prosper cookie. <laughs> That's <is> awesome. <laughs> What do they even get? <laughs> do they do they get anything for selling out their cookies, or do they get like do they go on a trip or something, or what do they do? What's the? They probably get like a little bag. Man. I don't even know. <laughs> that shit pisses me me off when my son comes home with this fun fundraiser stuff. It's like, oh, if I sell one hundred and fifty dollars worth of stuff, I get a bookmark. <laughs> no shit, right? <laughs> I can make you a bookmark. Like, it's such a fucking racket, like, man. Oh, <laughs> if I sell five hundred dollars worth of stuff, I get a boomerang. Like, come on. It's like, fucking. Uh, it's so sad. I mean, I, I'm assuming they're supposed to be teaching our our kids, uh, I guess, commerce and you know things like that. But really, help the fucking kid out. You're gonna make him go out there for fifteen hours a week trying to sell this shit. Probably run the risk of getting kidnapped and fucking raped and whatnot because you go up to strangers, ask him to yep. buy stuff, and now you're you're just gonna give him like a bookmark or like a 1970s Walkman or something. I remember when I was in school, when I was in grade grade school, they used to give us awesome shit, like radios, like cassette players, like big radios, or one, right? one was like a little like a like a TV and like really awesome shit. And the stuff we were selling, I could really get behind the stuff that we're selling candy and popcorn and like yes cookies like good like shit now they're selling gift wrap the fuck is 
Yeah, who fucking do I do I look like I want some fucking gift wrap? Where's my fucking giant tins of popcorn and no. fucking boxes of chocolate? I mean, where's that shit? No more. You want to pee as a fat guy? Bring me something I can shove in my mouth. There better not be a cop <laughs> unless that shit's covered in chocolate. Then I might be bored for a couple minutes. <laughs> Oh, God, man. My mother listens to this shit. What the fuck am I doing? <laughs> Dude, yeah. by the way, a very awkward conversation. I, I don't know if I mentioned earlier, I had to explain to my mom what a stink pot was. <laughs> nice. You know how fucking weird that is trying to tell your mom that you were elbow deep in your asshole just shakes somebody's hand? Fucking weird conversation. <laughs> oh, man. All right. We're, we're sitting at... Uh, 57 minutes, about yeah. an hour. Let's wrap All this right. shit up, man. So uh, that's it. Uh, guys, you can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash American Fatass Podcast. On Twitter, at Fatass Podcast. Please let us know. Uh, if you'd like us to talk about anything, you want to hear our take on something, let us know on either venue. Give us your good reasons to be fat. Hashtag good to be fat. Um, and uh, if you want, if you feel, should feel so inclined to leave us a review on Stitcher or iTunes, we certainly would encourage that. That would help us out a lot. Uh, and of course, catch us on Jazomodcast, jazomon.com, J A Y Z O M O N.com, slash Jazomod Podcast. If you just go to jazomon.com, you can find the, pod, the podcast link there. Uh, like I said, there's a, a, a bunch of good shows there. So, um, you know, if you do like us, you probably like them as well. Um, and that's it. Uh, and anything else you'd like to add or? No, that's it. Uh, I think you've touched all bases and I'm just, you know, looking forward to next week. All right, guys. guys. Good show. And thanks for listening. And we are out. Okay. They're my new favorite heroes. (laughs) I agree. Yes. Uh, I want to listen to it again. Oh, well, they play it again. No, no, no. <laughs> Said we we only have a limited amount of time on this show as oh, it is. Darn it! All yeah, right. yeah. So we'll have to. Uh, well, we said you can just download it onto your own MP3 capable device and hit shuffle. Or no, it. not shuffle. Repeat. Yes, and there you go. There we go. You can All get right. twenty four hours worth of uh, Prosta cookies. <laughs> All right. Alrighty. Well, thanks for joining us for our uh, inaugural episode. Yes. If you have any. Um, Hate mail about us doing the show directed to Dave. Dave, yep. Dave Dave loves hate mail. Absolutely. We're going to fill that inbox. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. So we will be back next Friday with three more random episodes. All right. We'll see you Friday. See ya.